On this week's episode of Friend Code, we're looking back at Nintendo's 2020 Year in Review. Hello everyone, welcome to an episode of Friend Code. I'm your host, Michael Damiani. This week I'm joined by Ian Hank and Daniel Budworth. Hi. How's it Hello. going? Hi. Good. Having a good time with uh with your next gen stuff so far? A month, yes. a month into next gen, how is it going? Um, I've beaten Demon Souls a couple times. A couple <laughs> times. A couple times. Well, and I, I did one, and then I'm in new, like halfway through New Game Plus, and then I went and started a new character to do that hilarious broken luck um, sword thing because I just wanted to see what it was mm. like. <laughs> and mm. so now I have a sword that one shots literally everything. Oh wow! Um, it's hilarious. Yeah, I've I finished up Demon Souls, and then. Um, played through Twin Mirror, which I'm working on my shot log and footage and uh, review today, um, which is the first thing that I did. First game that I fully played through on my new graphics card, new PC. Um, and then, yeah, I'm I can finally say that I'm attempting mm -hmm. to play Cyberpunk, but it was like yesterday was, was my, my birthday and I was hoping to like, oh, I'll just spend the whole day playing Cyberpunk and I didn't, I didn't touch it. For a second, I didn't get in there. Why not? Uh, like three hours worth of phone calls and review stuff. And I don't even know what else. Just, yeah, recording the cyberpunk impressions. There's a lot of stuff. Cyberpunk, a game that, uh, yeah, just, just about to come out. A very highly anticipated game, but also a one of the many games affected by the events of 2020 um and more obviously but the COVID-19 pandemic obviously when you look back at 2020 like we're about to uh when it comes to Nintendo I don't think there was any anyone who was spared this everyone was affected in some way at this which is interesting because I looked back at my 2020 prediction episode i was taking notes for that in preparation mm. for this episode and how optimistic i was about all these games <laughs> that were going to come out in 2020 i was like yeah we're going to see bayonetta 3 breath of the wild sequels coming out there's so much like we're getting mario odyssey 2 can't yeah you've been talking about mario odyssey 2 for like no. No, i will never let it go <laughs> it must happen uh, but uh unfortunately yeah things did uh, only went according to schedule for first roughly two or so months into the year and uh the year was an interesting one i would say a lot of there was a lot more that happened as i was going through the stuff there was a lot more that happened than i even remembered it was kind of surprising to see oh yeah hmm. that happened this year because even remembering the time before the pandemic feels like it feels so long ago doesn't it it's so hard to remember oh, yeah. um but yeah i want to kick it off because one of the first things that happened this year is actually very relevant to things going on right now um, in regards to Smash Brothers in the esports scene. Uh, the year began all, began with a statement from President Shintaro Furukawa uh, made to Nikkei about Nintendo's involvement in the esports scenes and their stance on cash prizes. Um, this is the statement. Esports, in which players compete on a stage for prize money as an audience watches, demonstrates one of the wonderful charms of video games. It's not that we're opposed to it, so that our games can be widely enjoyed by anyone regardless of experience, 
gender, or age, we want to be able to participate in a wide range of different events. Our strength, what differentiates us from, our, from other companies, is this worldview, not an amount of prize money. Okay. <laughs> aren't, aren't they doing all kinds of BS right now, though? Like, yes. Yeah, so th- this is just horrible shitheads about everything? Yeah. At the, so at the end of the year where we're now, Nintendo sent uh, a cease and desist to the big house. So in November of this year, Nintendo sent a cease and desist to big house uh, regarding uh, a modification for an emulator. The modification is known as Slippy, which allows online play, um, pretty good online play for older games, including Super Smash Brothers Melee. So that is how they were doing an online tournament for Super Smash Brothers Melee, a game that does not have inherently have online support. Nintendo didn't like that, sent cease and desist, and the big house decided they're just, we're just going to shut it all down. And it's kind of spiraled from there, from you know Smash players, you know, voicing their their just you know just being disgruntled about the situation in the years of this, spiraling into the most uh, recent thing with uh, Nintendo going after people selling uh, controller Joy-Con shells Joy-Con or Etika, skins, yeah. you know, to honor them. And Nintendo's saying you can't do that either. So, And proceeds were going to charity, yeah, right? So, I, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I will say this is one of the bigger, maybe more that public seems... missteps. <laughs> They're doing all How? kinds of stuff. I, I don't know. Like, can a third party just make it? Is you're talking about a shell? Like well, don't, I don't understand. I, I haven't dug into this one too much because it's okay. it's pretty yeah, recent. It's pretty recent, it. and this episode's about this. I will say my best guess I can give, correct us if we're wrong, is that mm-hmm. you still have to license products, even if you're a third party maker. And I wonder if they just didn't get an official license to make third party accessories for for Switch, and that's the whole rub about it. I'm not entirely sure, but regardless, does not it's not a good look for Nintendo. To, to be going after something like that and maybe just like, I mean, trying to work it out some way that allowed them to keep selling those, those Joy-Con shells. It's a little, a little unfortunate. I saw a meme that was like, oh, this, love this new Nintendo product. And like relive the, it was like relive the nostalgia. Oh. And then it was like cease and desist classic. Yep. And it was like a box <laughs> with a cease and desist in it. That was really funny. Uh, yeah, like, I sad. mean, there's been Nintendo with, uh, you know, Nintendo with their uh, their crackdown on, you know, they've had the fight. Well, as you'll see throughout the year, Animal Crossing, one of their biggest releases, people trying to sell stuff in that game for real money, items and bells and stuff like that, having to officially put out guidelines for how you could use Animal Crossing now um, and, and down to like, you know, their, their stuff, you know, with Twitch forgetting to or accepting that the worldwide everyone goes by the worldwide schedule of pacific time that's when things are allowed to be out and and talked about so when hyrule warriors was available in other territories early people streamed them they received 48 automatic 48 hour automatic bans from twitch because nintendo said you can't stream this till 9 p.m pacific time on on release dates yeah like just you know that type of stuff had had been happening stuff but it's not all bad <laughs> there have definitely been good things that have been happening too but just to point out that you know there have been some rough spots as well for sure well it's weird it's weird with this kind of stuff where it's like okay banning real money markets for animal crossing stuff fine i kind of get that whatever sure but like stopping people from playing an old game that doesn't have multiplayer online 
in a creative way just because they love your game and want to play it or like it, that kind of stuff i'm just like what the hell are you doing like why do you care stop like people want to play a thing and you're le not letting them it's so weird um yeah we talked about that on the podcast i yeah. won't get any yeah. deeper into that i i, I feel um, like i i understand where they're coming from on that one the the controller thing i i don't get that one is yeah i i don't understand what's going on there but i have to look more into that story yeah i always find it funny about the controller thing because a thing they were embroiled in for most of this year and for years now but it came to a head at the in this year was the joy con drift and the lawsuits yeah and uh for Akawa actually having to officially offer a, an apology but that's all they could offer um in the way of that because there was like ongoing litigation and uh sorry that apologize he apologized in june of this year for for joy con drift so actually finally officially acknowledging it you know that it's an issue though funnily enough there was a report that their lawyers are arguing that there was no no one was significantly impacted by joy con drift and did not have a significant nah, impact on your experience in game i was like oh sure yeah about that yeah. <laughs> good luck with that yeah how do you define significant yeah I guess? I mean, that's lawyers, man. They're about, how do you define this? Let's find your loot. Uh, I define it by the price tag on a pair of Joy-Cons, dude. Yeah. Things yeah. aren't cheap. They did lower the <laughs> price of the individual ones, the $39.99 uh, at the start of the November, I believe. But aside from that, yeah, yeah they're pricey things. Pricey accessories, but... Whew, Nintendo, they, they, like, they like making that money, but... Yeah, that, that, that sure do. The beginning of the year started. That's funny how things early in the year come back and have a nice payoff. You know, it's not just fiction. It has, you know, these great writing, you know, sometimes existed as, <laughs> you know, its own twisted turns. Uh, but also in January, uh, Hideki Kamiya um, from Platinum Games, uh, you know, uh, leader, uh, lead uh, director on Bayonetta 3. Want to let everyone know, development is progressing very smoothly. You know, the game's been announced years ago, but we haven't seen it since. Just want to let everyone know it's going smoothly. That's all. Um, nice. Sakurai announced the Fighter Pass Volume 2 will, uh, will include six new characters. We already knew there was going to be a second Fighter Pass, but it revealed in January it would have six new characters. Um, and also that was when we got the announcement of Byleth for Fire Emblem Three Houses coming January. Oh, wow. Yeah, that, that felt like that was not then. That felt like forever ago, but Byleth yeah, was that felt like last year this for sure. year oh uh, people were, were none too pleased yep that was uh i think is definitely influenced their decisions they've done since then in regards to smash character announcements a learning process for sure but there was some controversy over that one for sure some dissatisfaction um a milestone for switch in january it started the year at 52 million units worldwide just want to keep that number in mind as we go through the months okay. to see how that number goes up. Starting at 52 million. Starting at 52 million. Nintendo okay. denies new model rumors saying they have no plans to launch a new Switch model in 2020. Last year, Switch Pro rumors were heating up again after right. Switch Lite had come out. And it was just like, everyone's like, Switch Pro's got to happen this year. You know, Nintendo denying it. As we know, no Switch Pro has come out as of December of this year, so it's probably hey, not. Hey, Game Awards is in a Game couple Awards days, baby. Pro, yeah, maybe Game Awards. We'll Game have Awards. To <laughs> I don't think you can shadow drop a console shadow, anymore. Hey, there's a first time for everything. <laughs> Keely, hey, baby. Keely can find a way. Keely wants that moment where he pulls it out of the pocket. <laughs> this one's? 
for the pros. Oh my God. <laughs> pulls it out. Here it is. The Switch Pro exclusively on eBay. And he gets to show yeah. it to Reggie. He's like, hey, Reggie, look what I've got. And you don't have it yet because you're not yeah. a Nintendo. But with uh, that, that, would, that would be a hilarious way. Like, I, I, I am, it couldn't be Nintendo or Microsoft or anything, but it'd be a funny way for like some small company to try to, to like, poke fun at this whole mess is just like <laughs> they just create an ebay account and that's the only place that you can buy. that's the only way you can get them the price goes up by a dollar every hour yeah and all goes to charity maybe play date will do that maybe moving into february the uh, first big announcement our first major event was uh, the wonderful 101 remastered was kickstarted uh yeah. this was a game that everyone thought would be an obvious port when it was almost finished for we to switch uh but yeah. it obviously the kickstarter says coming to switch ps4 and pc on steam uh we found out that uh nintendo actually told them they needed to do it themselves that they actually didn't have an interest in just you know funding it to bring it out so that's why that didn't be, remain a nintendo exclusive but um yeah i never really got to play that game uh, everything i've seen about it mm-hmm. when i see people play it it doesn't really speak to me but i'm glad it was successful people seem to love yeah. it yeah yeah, there's definitely and and similarly Damiani, like I think I played very little bit of it um on the Wii U, but I, I, yeah, I haven't gotten to get into it in in a way that really made me feel like I connected to it and and, and resonates, but yeah, there there's definitely like a fan base that was very very hungry for this game. Mm, I I do agree with that. This also marks early in February marked the first time uh, we hear about COVID-19 from Nintendo. Nintendo officially announces production delays for Switch hardware and Joy-Con accessories due to the onset mm. of the COVID-19 pandemic. So that is the start of them starting to say, hey, there might be some issues with some of our stuff in the coming year. So Right. Well, that's because it was affecting factories at that point. Yeah, it was the, China, China. So, yeah. the Chinese factories. So they their pipeline was being impacted by this and they wanted to give everyone a heads up about this. So not software development or anything like that yet, but their hardware, as you would see, would be affected the earliest by this. Um, SNES and NES catalog got some updates. I uh, got got a few games. I, I, people were wondering for a while, you know, what was going on with, with the, the updates in this. There's several updates to the catalog throughout the year. This one was Pop and Twinbee, Smash Tennis, and Shadow of the Ninja. Oh, sorry, Pop and Twinbee and Smash Tennis for SNES, and Shadow of the Ninja and Eliminator Boat Duel for the NES. Never touched any of those games. No. Nope. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I did either. <laughs> All right. Um, boat duels, though. That's boat duel. Fun. I know. It's like fun. I kind of want to check. Got to hop that's, in there with Don. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, or like a Honey Huber episode if we <laughs> yes. absolutely ever get like local. I just forgot this game locals. existed on there. Now I'm like, hmm, I really should boot this up and check this out, huh? Uh, yeah. More s- s- some sad news. Uh, Kazuhisa Hashimoto, the creator of the Konami Code, passed away at the age of 61 in February. Mm. Um, mm. Konami Code, a uh, popular mainstay on, from the NES days. A lot of people use that to get past one of the hard games. A contrast. I'm surprised that they fun. have tr- like tracked that down and like actually like released the information of who created that. Especially yeah. given Konami's early days, like the Castlevania developers, like we yeah. still don't know the entire development team behind the original NES Castlevania, original version of Castlevania. So. This was a nice thing that they were able to figure out and that we now have this information to to pass along so people know where it originated from for sure. 
but rest in peace. Hideki Kamiya once again says development on Bayonetta 3 is going well to Famitsu. (laughs) (laughs) Good, good, good. So Bayonetta 3 is still coming along well. All right. Good. March. We get into some serious stuff here in March, unfortunately. This is where shit hits the fan, everyone. Uh, Nintendo of America Mm -hmm. begins allowing employees to work from home due to COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, They made that announcement, which was right, uh, right before, right on the heels of the ESA announcing E3 was canceled due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, so it's kind of like a one-two shot there. And on, uh, after, shortly after that, Nintendo said uh, that they saw large industry events as being largely untenable for the foreseeable future, indicating they would probably not be attending any major conventions until COVID-19 was under control. So that was the start of, you know, those companies started to do that. I know in regards to Sony, Sony made the big announcement about not going to GDC, and then more and more companies started to like pull out of events, you know, from March onwards yeah. because of this. Yeah, PAX East, I think, was the big, the first big one for Sony that people were like, wait, what? Yeah. But yeah. Um, but yeah, GDC had, was uh, right before yeah, that. Yeah, it was. That's what it was. Yeah. PAX East. Sorry. And we had, we had to cancel yeah. our year event. I think we did that in February, maybe. Because I remember for us, it felt early. But then, like a week later, everyone else canceled everything, and we were like, "Okay, good. Eventually, we made the yeah, right decision." We were going to be forced to do it anyway. It was out of our hand. Yeah. When yeah. California issued its things, and you know the reality of this set in for Nintendo very quickly because shortly after all these announcements, Nintendo reported that they had their first confirmed case of an employee testing positive for COVID nineteen. So, you know, people who weren't you know maybe taking it seriously, uh, maybe slightly understandable i think i was even guilty of like uh are companies going to use this as an excuse who what is this really that bad it's like oh it's bad and by the end of march it's, it's like real bad. it's bad <laughs> april was like right. yeah wake up call you this is a this is a shit show but not all horrible news during covid 19's uh onset here during march we also got the lego group and nintendo announced the lego super mario product line it's a crazy thing yeah yeah the little toys omar's just- got them oh yeah Omar bought a bunch of them. Yeah, yeah. They've they've been in, they've been putting out more too. They announced more later in the year. For sure. Yeah, I've not gotten. Been, to touch he them. set it up. It's been sitting on our dining room table for months. Was this? Interesting? I've never seen him use it. Yeah, I mean, oh, man, <laughs> it's one of the things. Whenever we can, whenever we can get back into the studio, if we can get our hands on one, I want to like check it out because yeah. yeah, I just completely missed the boat. They sold out really fast though too. <laughs> As you'll yeah. see, a lot of things that were in demand sold out very quickly uh, in 2020. Um, Nintendo released in March after a big delay, Animal Crossing New Horizons. And it set yeah. records. Animal Crossing. Still setting records. Still setting. Yeah. It's still shattering records. I got some updates for you throughout the year. But <laughs> Animal Crossing New Horizons, this, for me, this pulled me back in. It had been a long time since I'd been back into Animal Crossing. And I have to say, I really enjoyed my time back with it and all the subsequent kind of seasonal updates they've done so far that I've dabbled into. I love Animal Crossing. It, it's been a, a nice comfort this year, for sure yeah um yeah just something like it's it's been like slowing down for me but especially those first couple months man it was definitely like every day in there oh yeah working on the island getting the bridges built getting the inclines built yes getting the new villagers figuring out who i wanted to have in town 
Um, and just, yeah, just all the stuff, all the decorations and, you know, creative ideas and getting together with people and doing events and just, yeah, it's, it's so crazy how that game can both feel very small and very gigantic at the same time. It was so much. It was pretty obsessive. I think at first when it came to the turn up prices, man, that was the biggest 180 for me. When I was playing Animal Crossing for the first few weeks, I was so ignorant of turn. I'm like, what is turn up stuff? What, what is this? I'm not even going to mess with this. The moment I found out and got hooked on it, it was like the end. It was like end game. Like you are now, you're now inside. Well, and you, what's really funny is like, and we're in a slightly nice position because we have people that would like tweet at us and be like, I got six, 680 on my island. Like, and we're like, all right, we'll be right there, you know, but for me it like it took it took that one big score and i'm still i'm still a billionaire from yeah from that you know like i I've, i'm still i think i have like three million bells from like one haul that i made like six trips because <laughs> i kept filling my pockets it was pretty wild yeah i think that's the thing is it's just you know uh once you've gotten your house paid off then it's kind of like that's it that's like you're done (laughs) unless you really want to like completely like re-landscape your whole island or move houses around or stuff like that you know and then it's just like you start stacking up cash after that Um, they just they just added where you can increase your storage in your house and i was like oh man this is gonna cost like four million bells or some weird thing but it was only like 50k or 100k or something it was like not I was like, oh, that's walking around money <laughs> <laughs> with all these bells. Uh, oh, I think it was like 500K or something because I remember oh, okay, like yeah. it was more than like it was the not, wallet it was would not fit. Nothing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but it was, it was definitely, I had it, thankfully. Yeah. Um, but I think, yeah, the other thing that was kind of funny about the turnip prices is it, it felt entirely ignorant of the internet in multiple ways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah because they like, did not anything to show you the limitations of the online setup for animal crossing Oof. it was turnips because people would just constantly you know open up and have people coming into town and every time waiting for that thing to load and watching those cutscenes and just like it's cool if you're gonna have a few friends over and you're gonna hang out for a couple of hours it is not good for a quick stopover no no <laughs> Well, and that's the thing that I think we'll find this, well, in 2021, when we do our goatees, like, I think that the interplay, the online interplay and the, and the menus and the repetitive sort of quality of life problems are, are really going to be a hindrance to this game. Uh, those are the things they need to update, but yeah, good game. Though. It's interesting how, well, you never know what a community is going to do with a game that has these online features and how normalized like going to websites to look up stock prices <laughs> for your turnips, yeah. like the, the stock exchange and then the long lines and time windows, people like having schedules, like it was and then like the vernacular, like having to learn like the shorthand abbreviation for like a uh, nook mile tickets, NMTs, like accepting yeah. two NMTs or whatever. Oh yeah. That all those, like, yeah. The, 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 on, yeah. That's the dark side. <laughs> the dark. My girlfriend does that all the time. Like, she'll trade stuff on Nookazon with people for like Nook Mile tickets. And I'm like, what do, what do people want with these Nook Mile tickets? They're useless. Like, 
they, unless you're trying to get a new villager yep, they want specific villagers man this like oh. whole weird meta that was crafted around this was just very intriguing to watch it unfold and completely not intended by nintendo uh, but that's the stuff yeah. i love you know where yeah. it's like where it's just like this has become its own thing and it it's evolved in ways that no one could come uh, anticipate i feel like yeah as you said the quality of life updates they're not happening fast enough or Nintendo's just ignoring too many of them or ever. Yeah. yeah. This is, yeah, I feel like some of that problem. stuff just isn't going to happen. Yeah. yeah. They're just not going to do it. Yeah. For sure. I they're agree Nintendo. with that. They're, they're stubborn. Making a lot of money on it. And people still love it. I think people will, will put up with some of that stuff because it's the, you know, everyone else is playing it, you know, the, the whole FOMO behind it. You, you just want to be a part of it while it's relevant. So that is, that's kind of the, that's kind of part of Nintendo's brand image on the whole is like a lot of the things they've, they do are really annoying and, and like old timey and bad, but people just play it anyway and buy it anyway. Right. <laughs> it's like, yeah. So they never have to change. Such a different story if their games weren't actually good. <laughs> right. Or at least had like a rich history, you know, if they were another company or trying to do this, you'd be laughed out of business, I think, but I'm right. sure we'll talk well, about I mean, it. I think, that's, yeah. I think it's a fair point, though, with Animal Crossing because, uh, like, there is that quality to it. There is that nature that keeps you playing and keeps you coming back despite the, you know, the annoyances. And that's not just because, you know, of some kind of nostalgia factor or something. Like, Ian's never played an Animal Crossing I've before. I've never played one before. I, I, I'm guessing that, you probably didn't even think you'd be that into it before you started playing this. And I might be the most into this one. Like <laughs> I'm, I'm playing it. I think more regularly still than anybody. I feel like it might have something to do with how the, it's unique style of gameplay. Like how many games yeah. really are out there that do what animal crossing is trying to do. And even for what it is, the like, I know we're, we're kind of like railing on the quality of life, but it does still technically have good quality to it. Like it, it's a, a well-made game, you know, at its core. So I feel like that has a lot to do with it. It's just, it's draw. It does draw you into its world and maybe like it's slow paced nature. They aren't the worst. Maybe some of those quality like things are there to prevent it from becoming too fast paced and people getting over it so quickly. I, maybe it's a, it's yeah. a I do. Decision. I do think, I do think for better or worse, there is an element of that. Like they're trying to make you, go slow and take your time and like some of that is masking loads some of it is just tedious but i think it's definitely part of their design philosophy yeah. well, at least we're getting some more save support over time yeah uh, yes. that was a big uh, a big red flag at first with your the, the fate of your island should things go wrong but in the yeah now you can like export villagers to other towns and things yeah they 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 are starting they've gone in the right direction no, it's not quite the full use the cloud to back up all your any of your saves like any other game but you know it's better than pokemon at least at this point where you can't even do that with pokemon so yeah. you know they're on the right track with that moving on slowly entering this century nintendo yeah slow and yeah steady. i mean i think i think part of that too is just like i think nintendo is super aware of their own uh the holes the things that can be exploited and things if somebody puts their mind to it you know yeah. and, and and i think the evidence of that is like with super mario club and mario odyssey and when you look at like where they like hid coins around the mario odyssey levels and you're just like how did anybody ever get up here 
I think that same level of rigor and testing happens for these games. And Nintendo's like, if you go online and we enable cloud saves, like we can do all kinds of stuff to break this game. So we're just going to turn that off. <laughs> yeah, but on the other side, though, I'll say people still find a way to do that. People are finding a way sure. to do hacked trees to give them all the items they wanted and then yeah. selling them for real money in Animal Crossing specifically. And then we have like instances, I didn't bring it up in the later notes, but when uh, 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 with Pokemon's, uh, was it Pokemon Sword and Shield DLC, people are putting in, uh, oh, when Pokemon Home finally launched, which is in my notes in February, mm. uh, people were putting in, uh, were putting in hacked Pokemon to crash your system and br- like almost brick it and stuff. So people will do Dude. nefarious things no matter what. I think you should err on the side of letting people who want to play like want these features and then will enjoy it and are like the legitimate paying customers it's gonna happen no matter what i know you shouldn't make it easier but you should probably make it easier for people to have the things they want than harder for them like you should appeal to the the bigger group in this instance i feel is the right answer it's not always the case but here i think it is i think yeah i think that they always take the the stance of like at least they've said things that indicate this to me in the past where it's like, they're always trying to make sure like kids are going to be safe Mm. and can't like mistakenly do something. (laughs) At least I think so. Or like what you're saying with Pokemon, you know, like I know that's something that slipped through, but I think that's the kind of thing that they're trying to prevent is that, you know, that a few bad actors that are trying to game the system don't screw it up for other people. Yeah. Yeah. And when they get caught, it's easier for them to caught, easier for them to address, the, you know, supposedly, as long as they, they fix those loopholes. Um, the last thing I have for March, though, is Nintendo announced the first fighter of Fighter Pass Volume 2 for Super Smash Bros. Ultimate would be a character from ARMS and would release in June. Now, as we like laughed at the Byleth announcement, this seems like a direct response to the criticisms leveraged against the actual announcement of Byleth that Nintendo was being a little bit more, you know, ear the ground about what the reaction would be and setting expectations as best as they can. Because honestly, sometimes it seems like an impossible task for a company like Nintendo. Yeah. I think even if it like, you know, spoils a little bit of the fun, that definitely like damage control to just be like look it's from arms it's right. not <laughs> you know it's not gordon freeman like no, fr- stop freaking out like <laughs> or whoever yeah mm-hmm. yeah we would find out who that character was in june we'll be there very shortly uh but moving into april um some more COVID stuff i mean april was like COVID in full sling especially here in north america Uh, Nintendo reiterated that Switch production is still affected by COVID-19 at the beginning of April. And in Japan, uh, the CERO, the organization that CERO ratings board, announced they were closing for one month. And that impact could potentially delay the releases of games in the latter half of the year since companies have Mm. to submit months in advance. So there was some concern that some Japanese releases and potentially international releases may be held up by that. Uh, Sakurai, Masahiro Sakurai announced that work on the Smash Brothers uh, Fighter Pass Volume 2 would continue remotely due to COVID-19 that him and the team would no longer be working in the studio. Uh, several times he's expressed his frustration at the, the, the pace of that progress because of the, 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 them having to work like that. 
Um, I know there have been stories from some Japanese companies that have a, had a bit of a learning curve to doing remote work, that their, their existing infrastructure in their corporate environments wasn't really made for that. Especially companies like Nintendo, Square Enix, where secrecy is very uh, high premium there. They don't want outside people getting access to networks. They had to rework and rethink while preserving that, 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 those protocols. And I, I know yeah. some, some took longer than others. Um, so yeah, the, the deal, you know, companies starting to move away from working in offices and then seeing that to start to trickle into software development now, not just the hardware pipeline being affected there. Rick May, the voice of Pepe and Andros in Star Fox 64, passed away from COVID-19 in April. Oh, man. Yeah. About that. So we start seeing, yeah, we're starting to see some of that come in. Um, and, the, and then Nintendo also had a, a data breach in April. Uh, they confirmed 160,000 Nintendo network IDs, their NNID stuff, were legally accessed, and they officially decided just to remove the ability to use your, your Nintendo ID to log into stuff. That was like the big account change day where they decided, hey, if you're affected, you're going to be forced to do a password reset, but you're going to have to use the, the like, it's like, you're going to have to log in through other means now. You can no longer use that. I remember back in the day having to use that, the little, or- the little orange icon, the N icon, yeah. using that, and it's like, no more. It is gone, so... Farewell to that. Hell Laboratory celebrated its 40th anniversary in, in April. 40 years. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Um, and finally, we got the final update to Super Mario Maker 2 in April. The one that added world building mode and new course parts. That's good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, would you do? So looking back at it now, do you feel pretty satisfied with uh, Super Mario Maker 2's support? Or do you wish they maybe would have uh, gone a little bit further with some of it, Ian? I, yes, yes to both. <laughs> like <laughs> I, I'm surprised that they updated, um, kind of at all. <laughs> like you know, but then um, at the same time, I wish that uh, like there are a few things about the world mode that I wish were a little different, like being able to carry items from one level into another level and more of like a traditional kind of Mario uh, experience, like overworld experience like that. But um, no, yeah, all in all, I think it was really pretty. I mean, that game is just so jolly and fun and stuff that, that may be the one that hurts me the most that um, we, we haven't been able to do, Don's design lab. Yeah, and, like, right. My course was the one on deck. Sit- <laughs> I know, like that. Yeah, that episode's like almost episode. done. Like, <laughs> so sad. And like, just sitting next to Don on the couch making Mario Maker levels. It's just there. It's nothing like it. Yeah. It feels so good. So fun. <laughs> it's really fun. I wanna, I wanna jump ahead because it's Mario Maker related. Because uh, I wanna get your thoughts because it may have some indication about the future outlook of Super Mario Maker Two. Jumping ahead to November really quick. Uh, in, November, in middle of November last month, actually, Nintendo announced that Super Mario Maker will be removed from the e- the original Super Mario Maker will be removed from oh. the Wii U eShop on January 13th, 2021. And the ability wow. to upload new courses will be disabled on March 31st, 2021. So you can no longer get Super Mario Maker uh, uh, off the eShop after January uh, 14th, 13th of next year. And then just the ability to upload new courses. Existing courses still be, uh, there's nothing about downloading existing courses. You still can do that. But the creation mm-hmm. and uploading of new courses will no longer be possible in that game. So only, you know, few, you know, 
looking at that lifespan for that game, you know, this might be, this is obviously going to be the fate. I mean, it's expected, but I feel like this might be happening a little sooner than expected. So I wonder if that gives you any pause for concern, Ian, about Super Mario Maker 2. Not really. I mean, to me, it's, it's, it's the fate of things. And I think that if it is happening sooner than one might have expected, it's because it was the Wii U. And yeah. like mm-hmm. the yeah. kind of ostensibly the failure of the Wii U. And like, I'd be interested to see numbers of how many players this affects because it might not even be that many people. Um, who knows? But yeah, it, uh, I think would for sure not happen quite as quickly on the switch, especially if they take more of a Microsoft model and, and switch pro is a thing. And then like that, that'll only increase the longevity of switch games. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I think that, yeah, the, the Wii U's install base has a lot to do with that. I think what I am surprised though, is that the announcement to the shutdown is so quick. Cause I feel like a lot of times when Nintendo will make an announcement on this kind of thing, it's like, okay, you've got a year. You know? right. like, um, and uh, yeah, four months, not that long. Yeah. And f- to remind everyone, the original Super Mario Maker came out on Wii U on September 10th, 2015. So this will be just under six years the the core service of it will be turned off and uh just under six years that it's no longer available for purchase on eShop. and i believe they're not making any more physical copies so it's like whatever out there is in the wild is what you can get for that game i just was super mario maker one was the reason that uh omar got a wii u oh because we wanted to play that and so mm. that was the it was the system <laughs> we didn't have you. one and then yeah. he bought one yep makes me wonder if they have any plans to just bring super mario maker one's content to switch somehow or something like that because th- that, that was what we be... thought for the longest time maybe it would just be yeah. strict port but they have said that that latest update for two was the final update they they, right. they said that so I which it. i thought was weird i'm like why say that i guess just to be like we're done <laughs> us in super mario maker ultimate oh my god super mario maker <laughs> super mario maker ex yeah. <laughs> uh well, we'll we'll see i this will not be the last of the maker series for sure there oh, uh, there will be something yeah, coming no down the line at some point give me that metroid maker baby oh my gosh, yes i want that or like freaking Zelda. super metroid i've maker. seen the arguments against it we did a whole episode i remember we talked about it but i don't want to yeah we don't need like don had some good reasons but don't want to get i don't want to sound not diplomatic but if you are against super metroid maker you can eat butts there you go <laughs> seal of approval right there <laughs> moving into may that was when we made beginning of may is when we had that major nintendo leak of all that source code mm. stuff where you got all that n64 stuff that came out where everyone's learning all these old prototypes and found like oh, yeah. stuff and all, all that good stuff that was when it came out and you know just a bunch of that was the more interesting stuff the stuff that you know how it was obtained you know, obviously not legally. Um, and uh, obviously the stuff that might have aided in emulation uh, coding, obviously staying away from that was probably a smart decision for most of the emulator makers. You know, that's that's grounds for you getting, you know, a nice visit from the Nintendo Ninja lawyers. 
but it's still nice to see the, like the, the hit Easter eggy stuff, like the, this is what could have been, or this was what was planned for something. I love those types of leaks about things like yeah. game development, uh, tidbits that would never otherwise never not never have otherwise been known when i say it, nether not never man don't know why i had nether realm on my mind for some reason no mortal Kombat in this update but yeah there's some cool stuff in there um i don't know if I any of that caught like, your attention i i definitely like old leaks leaks of older things like that like you said like easter egg type stuff other rather than being like spoiled on what ubisoft's next game is about or what right. you know yes i'm like that i like i'm only in favor of leaks that reveal otherwise knowledge that would otherwise previously be not known so about something that we never saw about the game or what direction it could have been in or a cancel game love cancel game leaks like perfect or yeah. something exposing something ex- exposing workplace issues or things of that nature one that yeah. spoil the existence of a game especially an upcoming game for the sake of its existence if it's not uh, and that's the only reason i don't like those leaks those are not the type of leaks i i kind of support yeah um but yeah this leak also we, we found out why like the feather in super mario world well why it's the thing that makes mario fly because originally it was what mario was supposed to be a bird man when he got the feather i remember i think i told you this Ian, at one point yeah yeah that was like cool stuff like that was just really neat to learn and it was a really nice nice day to see all that trickle it's sad when they were like we're near the end there's really nothing else i'm like no i want more <sighs> Uh, it's funny how like uh, as a kid i just accepted that stuff i was like yeah it's a feather it makes him fly yeah. like yeah it's a raccoon tail it makes him do this yeah, like, it's weird video about it now, I'm like oh wait the raccoon tail i, I don't think ever made sense to me but, yeah and then <laughs> oh, yeah, of course the, i didn't know about tanuki yeah it's like what what is this <laughs> i didn't know about that at all until like a few years seemed like some bizarre mario thing yeah uh nintendo gave an additional update in may about uh going into a little bit more details about how COVID 19 is impacting its business this is the first instance that they actually suggested that some future projects could be delayed potentially but that uh nothing existing was delayed as of yet hmm. we got but our, they hadn't announced tonight at that point yeah that, that's right. the thing it's, it's always the caveat of, yeah. that's the catch it's always been announced Games that didn't have release dates mm-hmm your games can't be late if you never announce them. We got our uh, Q4 fiscal year 2020 update. So this would have been through um, this would have been through March, uh, March of the uh, March 31st. Switch surpassed 55 million units sold. Animal Crossing crossed 13 million in just six weeks, and Nintendo officially says Switch is in the middle of its lifespan. So if you remember at the beginning of the year, uh, we were at 50, uh, 52, 52 million. Accord- oh, so, sorry, that, uh, as of the end of December, they were at 52 million. So they had sold 3 million switches in the worldwide in the first three, apparently between fiscal year, quarter three to quarter four of their fiscal year. So it went up by 3 million. Decent amount. You know, they always are targeting a certain amount every year. So three million and a quarter, you know, multiply that four. Well, twelve million. Yeah, they sold like twelve million a year. Maybe if they hold up that average, you know, we'll have to see. Um, then we get into Nintendo's new strategy for how they're dealing with announcing games amidst COVID nineteen. Middle of May is when we got the shadow drop announcement of Paper Mario: The Origami King through Twitter, social media, basically. No announced direct. 
no no pomp and circumstance ahead of time it was just here's a trailer here's some details on social media and then the press release via email there you go it's coming out you know it's coming out in july look forward to it we'll have more details kind of that's not a shadow drop i was like trying to figure out like wait that didn't that was they not just, a shadow drop. Out of nowhere. They didn't say they were doing a director. For, this right. is the first time a game, I think, of this caliber. I mean, you don't have to call this a AAA game, but I still think it's a big deal that had no heads up whatsoever. Right. Like, there's no – it wasn't a direct – this is also broke from that's not part of a direct. It's an isolated individual game announcement and I'm only focusing on this. I'm curious, yeah, looking back at it now, what they've done, how you feel about that. It definitely, um, it was, I remember at the time we were like, a little warning would have been nice so we could have like reacted to it. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I think it, it just kind of goes into like an overall well, that we'll get into, you know, just like their strategy for announcing things. It just feels kind of random and scattershot. And, and so it's hard to, it's hard to know what's, you know, what's going to come up, what's going to be worth tuning into you know and they'll have a an event one day and not say anything about some other game and then you know a week later like hey guess what here's a trailer i'm like where was this at the event last week (laughs) (laughs) yeah so yeah and then yeah them doing their own things them doing their own things is probably the weirdest bit of it and then essentially like keeping themselves out of all these other directs where they just focused on indies or focused on bigger third parties and just them doing all of these different formats, treehouse stuff from home and all that. Yeah. We'll get into more. Yeah. We'll get into more of that. What they're, they're evolving strategy. I have a question at the end about it. Do you, you know, do you think this is going to be here to stay or not? We'll get to that later, but this marked the beginning of it. And I think it was interesting because the one thing I'll add is that Nintendo seemed to be going in the direction of, we don't like announcing games too soon it's better to announce them when they're close to finish. And this kind of fell in line with it because announced only roughly two months before its final release. And it seemed to work out pretty well in the end, honestly, for them, as you'll see paper Mario ended up performing very well. Um, Also, you know, it's partly due to how well the switch is doing, but Hey, they read the, they read the room there. And uh, I think they, they did the right thing with that at least, but yeah, from a practical standpoint, as people cover this, you know, kind of made things a little, I agree. It made things way more hectic. I've always been kind of like yeah. complaining about that throughout the, but at the same, yeah, at the same time, it is sort of, there is sort of that refreshing aspect of it, you know, like again, going back to like looking at how everything's gone with cyberpunk to where, you know, that was announced like seven or eight years ago <laughs> and like, it'll be out when it's ready. And like, and now yeah. it's, you know, about to come out and is like, is it ready? <laughs> yeah. you know? It'll, it's never going to be ready. Never ready. <laughs> right. Keep patching it. But it, whereas Nintendo, it sort of feels like they didn't announce Paper Mario, the Origami King existed until it was like, hey, it's basically done. We're going to put it out in two months. As far as I know, people weren't talking about that game being buggy or anything. You know, I mean, was, I've, I've, the game was what I've it was. On... I've long been on record as that's my preference. Like what Konami or uh, Konami, psh, what Capcom <laughs> does um, has, has been doing with Resident Evil and stuff starting with, was it Resident seven? Evil 2? Or is it Resident Evil 7? Yeah, when they announced it and they were like, yeah, it comes out in six months. And, and uh, I really appreciate that. Like six months I feel like is a good, you know, like a good mm. a good marker to hit of of like 
you have a reasonable expectation that you can hit a date, you know, like if you're saying your game comes out in six months, you should be, you should be two or three months away from finishing it, you know, um, I think. And yeah, give yourself that window. Yeah. And so if Nintendo starts doing that, keeps doing that, I would love that. Yeah, I agree with that as well. I think, I think it's a little bit more responsible of the company to do it that way. NES and SNES online catalog got another got an update in May. Uh, we got Wild Guns, Panel Depon, Operation Logic Bomb for SNES, and Rygar for NES. Hmm. Any of those ring a bell or anything didn't like that? Any, no, <laughs> didn't play any of them. Yeah, um, Panel Depon is Tetris Attack, I believe, right? In like Pokemon Puzzle League. Um, so, yeah, not one that I've been into, but I, I definitely believe that there's there's a following there and then rygar is one that i re- like vaguely remember from playing as a kid but i i didn't pick it back up um wild guns is the only one uh <laughs> i know about rygar and i know if it's like subsequent releases but i didn't really play rygar but wild guns was the the one for a second it was like wild arms and i no, was like not no, wild arms <laughs> wild guns. yeah uh pac-man celebrated its 40th anniversary in May of this year. Uh, Hideki Kamiya denies Bayonetta 3 is canceled, says they are still hard <laughs> at work on it. Good, the, okay, the, good. The, the, the most recent update. Uh, data miners found, believe they found evidence of a Nintendo exclusive skin in Fortnite back in May, finding uh, some code references to it. Hmm, yeah. Nintendo exclusive is interesting. So is only in the Switch code? I don't... I didn't put that note down. I'm, I'm okay. Maybe, uh, I, I would guess it's either yeah, the Switch version. Be, yeah, yeah, it'd have to be for this one. It had to be in the Switch version. Nintendo would not allow their skin to be in other versions. It's gotta yeah. be. It's just funny because I saw people taking screenshots of Kratos on Switch. You know, <laughs> yeah. no, maybe not. Maybe that's Fortnite's demand. It's like you can have one of your Nintendo characters here, and you get a cut of some of the money, or whatever. But it's gonna but you're be on Kratos. It's gonna be on every platform. <laughs> you need to allow it. To, right. We don't make console exclusive or platform exclusive content like skins. We're not doing that. Maybe not. Who knows? Maybe it's a big enough deal that you know Epic will say yes. We'll see. I mean, I see. I said there's rumors abound right now that there potentially is a Nintendo skin that will be making an appearance in Fortnite in the near future. We'll see. What's- Man in a Pikachu suit. Man in the peak. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. What's funny with that is like, it, it's like whatever the opposite of a rock and a hard place is. It's like how much money would Epic be willing to pay, and versus how much money would Nintendo demand for a skin to be on everything? And like both of those numbers would be astronomical. <laughs> so who knows what's yeah, happening? For sure. Finally, Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles Remastered got a new release date, August 27th. That had been de- delayed indefinitely earlier mm-hmm. and uh, finally getting a, a release. I know it's multi-platform, but that game, you know, had its origins on the GameCube. So people, a lot of Nintendo fans yeah. were wondering the fate of that game. Yeah, it was originally slated for like January, I think. Yeah. Before the first, before the main delay. Yeah, as we saw, there were definitely signs early that there might have been some problems with that game. Uh, shortly after this announcement, we would find out there would be no any kind of local multiplayer whatsoever, which also, you know, raised some red flags about you know, yeah. having to play online. Only. Which in some ways makes sense, but yeah, it's 
they'd have to have really reworked the game a lot, which now we know that they should have. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> I'm sad. I really wanted to play it, but all the stuff you told me about, I'm like, I'm not touching this game. Sorry. I saw like 10 minutes of that stream and then I had to like bounce and I was just like, this looks horrible. <laughs> yeah, not good. Buy that soundtrack though. Oh, I got it on. Very, I got, I got on, very good. I think I have it on Spotify. Yeah. Moving into June. Funny. Don't you have everything on Spotify? <laughs> I mean, I think so. I'm new to I'm new to Spotify, by the way. Oh, I'm okay, just jumping okay. in, and it's still learning the ropes about how actually all it works and stuff. Welcome aboard. Yeah. The pure evil branch of the music industry. Oh, yeah. Should I bail now before I'm too? I'm, I'm Should I go back much. to just listening to everything I... on YouTube again? <laughs> <laughs> probably worse. Probably worse. Okay. Probably worse. Okay, so there's not as much stuff there, but Bandcamp is a pretty good compromise because a lot of times you can, you know, play a lot of whole directly. albums. Okay. Uh, free, and then when you pay something, not only is it usually you go directly to the artist, but um, you can like name your price. So if like they say yeah. that's like eight bucks, I'm like, this is worth more than eight bucks. You can give them 15 bucks. You know, it's like whatever. Mm, nice. Yeah, I knew that as, about Bandcamp. As an artist on Bandcamp, they say, it's really interesting. They're like, you'll, you'll see the most bang for your buck if you make it $7 because mm. it's cheap enough that you'll get more sales, but also people will do what Bloodworth just said and say like, well, it's worth more than that. Nice. <laughs> People have sent me enough game soundtrack vinyls now where I'm starting to think about getting a record player. <laughs> and then I could support artists I really like by buying their vinyls. Nice. Um, plus, I just, I, I am that hipster bitch, so I might as well just do it. <laughs> <laughs> might as well just live, the, live my truth, you know? There are definitely some smaller, like, video game, artists who make, like, video game remixes or albums with video game samples that I do follow and have supported on Bandcamp. i just I wouldn't think like more of the mainstream stuff would be there i guess that's part of the reason Assassin's creed is on there austin winery's got all the stuff yeah on there. I, I mean yeah. i maybe need to look a little bit more closely but yeah i was just getting frustrated with youtube and stuff i was like yeah this is not the real way to be yeah. doing it. i should be doing it a different way but youtube music is interesting because I, it mixes what used to be google music and youtube yeah. offerings it's it frustrated me i, I bailed from that for sure yeah i i yeah. I don't I accidentally know much have about YouTube music, except I've seen frustrated comments about yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. It's weird. I used to be all in on Google Music, and then Ooh. they were like, we're canceling this. And so I went to Spotify, and then they were like, but there's YouTube music. And so I, I have YouTube music because I, I bought Google Music long enough ago that I grandfathered into YouTube mm. music and YouTube premium. <laughs> so pretty great so i'm not gonna cancel it so yeah i had the amazon one because it's prime but it was only like not everything was available on it for free and i was like i'm not giving bezos any more money go away i'm paying for yeah. subscription this i'm gonna i'm gonna pay for something i'll pay for somewhere else anyway moving into june funny <laughs> thing <We> digress <laughs> sakurai says he's scared to talk about what games he's playing publicly as some take that as a hint about new smash characters <laughs> oh no so you had to announce he doesn't want to really talk about it anymore because too many people blow it out of proportion so poor sakurai just uh not, <laughs> yeah these poor guys I, I constantly just get the impression that they're just so tired <laughs> yeah uh, like yeah. that in particular he was constantly and asked, the bayonetta guy too yeah he's constantly asked about what's next for smash and he's always said this year there are no plan we're not even to the planning stages of a new smash like leave us alone please yeah, please 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 uh, on a more serious front, um, 
The Pokemon con- Company and Nintendo finally in June addressed Black Lives Matter. Uh, they had remained largely silent on it. I think Pokemon Company had a gaffe with one of their tweets. There you go. Uh, <laughs> the shirt on. <laughs> that was interpreted as making, kind of mocking it and not doing you know, the appropriate response. Um, the Pokemon Company did? Yeah, there was some gif they tweeted. I don't think it was about it, but the timing of it right around like George Floyd's murder, I think was... Oh, wow. Yeah, it was like, you know, bad timing, I think was... I, I don't remember it enough. But anyway... Finally, the Pokemon company decided, hey, we're going to donate $100,000 to both Black Lives Matters and the NAACP. Nintendo just simply put out a statement in support. So I know Nintendo was like getting a little bit of heat because they were taking so long to say something one way or the other when both Sony and Microsoft, the two other big three, had already publicly uh, shown support for Black Lives Matter. So that happened. Uh, That feels like forever ago too. Jeez, it's like this year. How many things happened in, in 2020? um it's been a hell of a year yeah nintendo released jump road challenge for free but announced it would only be available to the end of september though later they decided it would be available indefinitely because they just picked a random date for to just not be available anymore more weird nintendo choices here yeah that game i'm sure they've probably put out a little bit more on like the development of it but it really just it feels like something that somebody working from home and like couldn't get connected to a file server did in an afternoon (laughs) you know it's like you're just waiting around for like an upload or an export or something along those lines like all right crap i've got to do something (laughs) so i put together jump rope challenge (laughs) i need uh, i have no memory of jump rope challenge i feel like i tried at some point when i saw it was like not going away i'm like i got all the time in the world that's the problem you don't with this nintendo's gonna pull it someday watch uh, Nintendo stocks hit a two-year high and began to near a 12-year high as demand for video games surged during COVID-19. I think this is the beginning of June is when we started to see like video game industry is, you know, for better or worse, is actually in some aspects thriving because more people are forced to stay home, more people are going online, more people want to play video games as they can't go out and do their other uh, recreational activities and Nintendo was definitely on the, the beneficiary end of that for sure. We also got uh, a, a Pokemon, a bunch of Pokemon announcements, but the only one that mattered in June was they announced a new Pokemon Snap for Switch. And Easy Allies missed it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's, that goes back to what we were saying earlier yeah. about these rollouts, where it's like they did like three Pokemon things in a row or something. Yeah. And then like, and, and Pokemon Snap was, you know, not part of one of the ones we ended up watching and and because of that the nature of it you know it's like well we know it exists so net like there's no surprise to have right right (laughs) for sure it's not seeing the thing that matters it's finding out that it exists uh that was yeah that That said though looking forward to that oh yeah Yeah. that uh keep keep let it let it cook for a while we got plenty of time right after we like announcing the release day the day we announce we're going back into the studio nintendo perfect day perfect perfect day yeah perfect day uh nintendo also gave another update saying that switch production is actually starting to return to normal uh, and should be back to fully normal by the summer however they they now say that uh and they say sorry they said that games that are due out in the current fiscal year are still on track However, if COVID-19 gets worse and becomes prolonged, this is in June of this year, future titles may slip from their existing plans. 
And again, right. at that point, they only had like four things announced or something. Yeah. So future well, titles, they then, didn't say announced. They said like just future titles. Yeah. Now there's that funny update with the uh, the Mario uh, 3D All Stars, mm-hmm. where they found out that like it was supposed to be out that yeah. month. Right? Yeah. Oh, like what was it? Yeah, it was supposed to be announced in April, now in June or something. Yeah. That uh, they left uh, some. Oh no, someone's tweet. It was someone. No, it was some territory's scheduled tweet that they forgot to oh, change. No. they didn't change the wording on it they just left it there and this updated the date so it went live on the correct date but it originally referenced the announcement but the announcement was in the wrong month they got it wrong <laughs> so it was like oh man uh, that's interesting a little bit yeah i get to peek in to see some of those but yeah they're starting to finally concede that hey there might be some delays coming, even if we're not publicly right. talking about them. Maybe this is where your minds. This is more, I think, for investors more than consumers at this point. Yeah, I, I'm curious too. Like, which, you know, like how this the delayed release schedule ended up happening, and like, you know, was everything sort of shifted back and like, hey, let's just release things. You know, it's kind of like what we're talking about with Paper Mario. Like, let's just see when the game's ready to go, then we'll announce it and we'll put, you know put a date on it or was it like hey uh the big boys we're not gonna be able to get these ready so get these ports like spread them out (laughs) right (laughs) yeah as we'll see yeah that that there's evidence to support that might have been you know the the strategy they ultimately went with nintendo also unveiled the the first fighter for fighter pass volume two we knew it was an arms character they said it would be revealed in june they stood they stayed true to that word min min from arms joined super smash Bros. ultimate as the first fighter on june 29th um surprising that was arms honestly uh a game like i felt like the best time for that was probably closer to the beginning of smash like it should have been a character that was just included in the base roster since sure. arms is a new series that came out uh that had just come out and if you want like there had been stories about how like Shulk in Xenoblade helped boost the popularity of Xenoblade Chronicles just because it's the same thing with Fire Emblem. Like Fire Emblem's popularity because Martin and Roy were in. That's the original one. It's like, who's Martin and Roy? Like for anyone outside Japan, like, right. wait, what? Uh, so another instance of this, I mean, maybe they were like better late than never, but very great trailer for that reveal, that, uh, that animation um the captain uh, falcon eating the the ramen there with kirby and stuff like that it was, it was it was a really good effort i thought and a very interesting character with the independent arm like it's amazing how much they cram uh, from the the experience of the game they're they're basing the character on into smash's rule set and universe yeah especially as we'll see later in the year mm-hmm. with steve mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh we also got Nintendo admitting that uh, while they think Nintendo Directs are extremely effective, uh, something could possibly replace them. Um, so, you know, we're in the thick of COVID here. And as we'd see later in the year, they don't really do a traditional Direct for the rest of the year. But some other forms of Direct-like events do happen in their place. Whether or not they're here to stay or just a temporary solution will remains to be seen. Also, end of June marked the time that Nintendo President Furukawa officially apologized for Joy-Con drift, but could not offer anything more than that because of pending litigation against Nintendo. Joy-Con drift. I forget. Uh, how many times? 
Have you only been affected by have you been infected by it once or multiple times, if any? Oh, me? Yeah. Um I I haven't been affected by Joy-Con drift. I have an issue that I've never uh sent in with the uh, Joy-Con uh motion control on one of my, my original Joy-Cons. Oh. For the motion control oh. control doesn't track correctly. So it it popped up when we were playing uh Ring Fit Adventure. And so, oh, like, if yeah. I moved thing. I yeah. one direction, it worked. If I moved the other direction, it didn't work. Yes, um, I remember this now. Hopefully and then once I got new Joy-Cons, I was able to test out. I was like, yeah, I've, I've, like, I think even, like, wrote down the, like, so see, with this with this one, I can get this score. But with the old ones, I can't. Like, it just <laughs> I can't, can't get there. My, one, of, one of my launch Joy-Cons was the kind that the left one had really short range. Because mm. uh, the like antenna was blocked by the Joy-Con oh. uh, cage or whatever, so I had that, and I definitely bought new Joy-Cons. <laughs> yeah, to to remedy that. I had to get a new set of Joy-Cons as well. My original gray ones that came with my de- launch Switch were no longer. Or it was not just that; it was also one of the shoulder buttons was inadvertently clicking without me hitting it, and it kept bringing up mm. things I wasn't trying to do. So it was a combination of that plus that and it was just getting a little really frustrating so i don't happen with one set uh the current set i have has been good so far though i play mostly my switch light and i haven't had any kind of issue with that so far i've had i've had loads of uh problems where i thought like i was like oh god i've got joy con drift oh no and then i realized that like my pro controller was in my backpack and on and just like hard right and <laughs> just like sp- sketching it oh the old, so, the yeah. old road controller <laughs> activated i've done that uh not like that but i've, I've borrowed controllers so, uh, when we were doing was it a uh, not wheel of fortune no no yeah it was wheel of fortune and jeopardy for stream team and i had to play as everybody because there was no real online play the oh, way yeah. and i had three controllers i had to borrow one from my roommate I forgot to unsync it, and then next day I turned on my tried to turn on my system. I turned on his PS4 in his room, and he was just like, "Woke him up, like what?" I'm like, "Oops, <laughs> <laughs> like my bad. Sorry, I forgot to do that." Yeah, controllers, man, wireless, gotta go wired sometimes. Uh, moving to July, um, an NES SNES online catalog update: Donkey Kong Country comes to nice. sway, uh, switch on, yeah on this SNES along with natsume championship wrestling and then the immortal for nes i never really touched that one but the box art looked pretty cool for it yeah i haven't gone back to the immortal i had it on on nes and it was just, i think it was one of those games where like as a kid it was just like a little bit too advanced for me mm-hmm. you know it's like it's like oh these graphics look really great but like i have no idea what i'm doing mm-hmm. i try that one out too man so many games one day well uh, the Lego NES set was announced in July. That cool replica NES, but the cartridge. That's, oh, yeah, that, yeah. yeah, that elaborate one. I think that was like the most, the, the big one, I think. A lot of that sold out really fast, too. I think that's the yeah, one I lamented. One I haven't even seen. Yeah, yeah. I lamented not getting that one, but you never know. It's just like the NES Classic. I missed out on that as well. You know. <laughs> oh, well. Uh, there was some controversy over a statement made by producer Kensuke Tanabe regarding Paper Mario the Origami King. Uh, specifically stated that it's no longer allowed to modify or create new characters tied to the Mario universe. And also gave a specific example about no longer being able to do like individual features on Toads to make them look more unique 
other than just like, you know, changing a few basic things. This led to the controversy over the originality in Paper Mario games. People who, despite the praise that Origami King got, there were some who lamented its departure from the the more unique style of Paper Mario and then Paper Mario The Thousand Year Door in terms of cast, a rich, diverse cast of characters. And they've been moving away from that in the more recent entries. And now people thought they had their like smoking gun here about there, there it is. There's everything. They're saying they can't do it. This is crap. Like, and people were trying to attribute it to Miyamoto. You know, this is a Miyamoto. People were trying to find out who made the decision was like the big controversy thinking that Miyamoto was like stonewalling creativity. And I guess it turned out that it was not the case. It did not come from Shigeru Miyamoto. And in fact, apparently the quote was like blown way out of proportion. It actually isn't, uh, you know, if you actually played the game, you find out there, there is, decent amount of you know originality put into some i mean yes there are a lot of just recolored toads but they're also very unique looking toads as well but i would say it doesn't quite approach thousand year door in in any of the most unique characters in that game but it certainly wasn't you know sterile in terms of they're they're really just going for the the you know the the vanilla look essentially of the the most of the cast in there yeah this one and I still have never really like dug into it, but it always just smelled like some kind of misquote or mistranslation or, or, or just even misspeaking uh, exactly like what they were trying to get across with that. Cause it's just like, what, what do you mean? Like it's this lockdown sheet for Super Mario Brothers characters. Yeah. And honestly, especially hard to believe. Well, I was just going to say, it's especially hard to believe with the existence of like Mario plus Rabbids kingdom battle. It's like, that's zany as hell. There's all kinds of crap going on. Yeah. That's a great point, Ian, because there have been a lot of examples of people throwing back in the face of this quote, like, wait, but what about this? What about that? Like, what, what this does, it didn't exactly, you know, it didn't line up with actual evidence out there. And I think people a little bit too tunnel vision or laser focused on paper Mario specifically. And honestly, I I, like, I sympathize with people who want the older style of characters, but you got to be careful. You don't approach the point where you have an ax to grind, where you're just like looking for anything They're like, there you go. I got my ammunition. No, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. And the gaming industry, 2020 right there. Yeah. I know, I just, <laughs> that was one of the more higher profile things I remember because Paper Mario was just remember, people were trying to figure out about the battle system oh it doesn't have experience points I'm out you know there's people just prejudging based on it not having this this or this kind of happened last year with Pokemon Sword and Shield with the whole oh it's not gonna, they cut Pokemon and stuff this is going to be a trash game it's it, there's been a pattern yeah. with this but I mean the, the old uh, saying is like you know I, I, get it, I get it you have to buy the game but it's like should really play something before you go down that road and like heavily criticize it express disappointment they're not going that direction but say the old saying reserve your judgment until you've actually you know played final judgment until you've played it tried it out so a little jump in the yeah. gun there i think i'm with you a little bit blood on that that people rush to conclusion on that but you know what you're saying we're talking about the sorry the 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 different types of directs well, here we go. Mm-hmm. The end of July, Nintendo unveiled its first Nintendo Direct Mini Partner Showcase. The first of many that would happen in 2020. And the big announcement from it was the another game that everyone's like, where has this been? Shin Megami Tensei Five would arrive in yes. 2021 with worldwide simultaneous launch, meaning no localization yeah. delay for people outside of Japan. 
Yeah, because that was originally revealed like before the Switch release, right? When we had those Billion big years ago. Bill, yeah. <laughs> yeah, back in the, the when we had that big days. launch party or whatever. I went to New York. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember it was that trailer of that like dilapidated, dilapidated schoolroom, and that was kind of it. And then that was years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, I think this is this is when you start like really splitting things to a strange degree to me because it's like okay, like I get like Nintendo Indie World, right? Put a focus on indies, you know, show off these things, you know, and, and so the people don't have their expectations set to like astronomical levels. But then when you're like, okay, we're gonna do a Nintendo Direct, but there's just not gonna be any Nintendo games in it. Right. So let's call it mini and like. And then, like, put basically, like, yeah, Nintendo Direct Mini Partner Showcase. As somebody who has to put titles on YouTube, it's just like a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> well, and especially because, like, they're not mini. Like, right. I, I didn't, I, I don't remember the lengths of every Nintendo Direct, but like, these things are like 26 minutes long, also, which, you know, seems on par with, you know, most of the directs, too. So it's like, mini is a strange choice. Some of them are like 10 minutes, and that's yeah, that's Yeah, they're definitely worse than they're on the shorter end, but they could get as long yeah. as, you know, approach the proper direct. But yeah, uh, yeah, the, the, the more being more granular with this, this kind of lined up with some rumors that Nintendo was apparently telling third parties, hey, we're not going to be doing our own directs maybe for a while, but if you want to like announcing us on your own, or maybe this is a compromise, hey, if you send us your stuff, we'll we can put together a thing just for third parties, but you're not going to get to ride the wave of like a big new, like, like when Paper Mario was announced, you, you we're not doing a direct for that. You can't be in that thing as well. And as you'll see, another yeah. thing was announced shortly after. It's like, we're not doing that anymore right now. You're going to have to do it a different way. So. And I think, I think that's totally right. And it, I think that that is evidence of two things that thing we were talking about before about maybe announcing things with smaller uh, window before release and then that COVID impacted a lot of games and stuff that was announced, you know, Breath of the Wild 2, whatever, mm-hmm. and things that haven't been announced yet, like Odyssey 2 or whatever, have been delayed, you know? Odyssey 2. And so, like, I think it just shows that Nintendo doesn't have much this year by way of those first-party big boys. Yeah. And so they're just like, yeah, this is a compromise. <laughs> I think that, too. I think it's definitely the case. Uh, there's there's one more part of this tale before I, I pose the question about the future of Nintendo announcements, a different thing they did later. But moving into August, we did get another one of these kind of out of nowhere announcements. Pikmin 3 Deluxe was announced as well in its own isolated little uh, announcement trailer and in social media support. This had also been rumored for many months. People had found some stuff pointing that this was probably coming. Uh, we covered it on a previous episode of Friend Code. This is the first Pikmin 3 game, sorry, Pikmin game I dove into and now love it. I was like, yes, Pikmin 3, yeah. Nice. I'm, re- I'm going to go play 2 and 1 now at some point as soon as I can because I, I'm on board the Pikmin train. I played the demo and I really liked it, but then I'm, I've been in this weird, I was just talking about this with Omar the other day. It's like, I've been in this weird mindset lately where I'm in a post demon souls pre cyberpunk world. And I don't want to like commit time to any of these other, cause I'm like, well, should I play 13 Sentinels? Should I play Pikmin three? Should I play this and that? And I'm like, cyberpunk is going <laughs> to take hours. So yeah. Yeah. And I have to play that as my job. So we'll see. We got an update on Super Nintendo World, the theme park. 
Uh, its future outside of Japan became uncertain in August when Nintendo announced that COVID-19's impact would force the f- plans for the Florida version of it to be put on indefinite hold. Uh, I think the Florida one had a little bit more of an elaborate setup plan for it. Um, mm. and, but there was no Hollywood update in this, though, as we, uh, as we, were, we would see. So, yeah, the, the, the whole theme park thing that was supposed to open this year now it's starting to fall a little bit apart, you know, a little bit of concern about that. Cause you know, will those types of things come back in a post COVID world? Obviously there's more to this. We, we did get some confirmation of a few details more recently that we'll get to, but at this point, you know, it's like, Whoa, what's going to happen? You know, how long are we going to even have to wait for this? You know, lots of questions circling theme parks and in-person attractions. Hmm. I should check to make sure that Disney didn't start billing me for my annual pass again. Because <laughs> oh. it's like, until I'm vaccinated, I'm not going anywhere near anything like this. I get your card. I'm not yeah. going anywhere. Kamiya once again reiterates, Bayonetta 3 development is going fine. Yes. <laughs> good, good, good. Uh, we, got, we got our first quarter financial report from Nintendo for fiscal year 2021. The Switch reached 61 million units sold. Pokemon Sword and Shield Yo. became the third best-selling mainline Pokemon game, and Animal Crossing surpassed 22 million units sold. Woof. The third. <laughs> a third of the Switches. <laughs> so remember, we started 52. We're now at 61. We got up 9 million uh, yeah. the first, for, first, for, you know, through Q1. So it's six months, basically. We got up 9 million in six months. So you know, went from three to up by six more so it's like ooh, double that's pretty good yeah then again animal crossing just breaking records left and right here just you know continuing and then as all the we talked about earlier about some people criticizing sword and shield before it came out their best-selling mainline pokemon game has a realistic chance to go on to reach even higher than that who knows we'll just gonna make everyone more frustrated <laughs> yeah that's not always i will say that's not always the best thing when something that people don't like does well because it does mean more of that. You know, it's not yeah. one side tries to rub it in your face. The other side's like, man, just now I'm stuck with this. You know, that's uh, when it comes to video games. It's talking about specifically video games and directions games go in only with this example. So yeah. Uh, but still good news for Nintendo. Honestly, the, again, despite all this horrible stuff going around them uh, financially, at least, you know, those people's jobs are safe, you know, Things are, you know, secure financially for that company. You know, that's always good news in a in a pandemic like this. Yeah. Guess what? Switch pro rumors. Switch pro rumors are back again. <laughs> They're back oh. full force oh, in August. Yeah, people thought uh, LED screens and like OLED screens and like new chips and oh, it, it came back in full force in, in August, and we could persist for about another month. That well, we're definitely getting a Switch Pro next year. It's coming next year, maybe as soon as the end of this year. But it's 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 back. Don't like leave the rumors. <laughs> just wanted to say Switch Pro didn't go away this year. The rumors stayed. They just took a little they <laughs> took a little bit of a nap and then they came back and they woke up cranky and they're ready for their uh, ready for <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> August wrapped up by having Square Enix announcing the collection of Saga Final Fantasy Legend. Uh, exclusively for oh, they only announced it then huh? yeah exclusively for switch coming out december 15th we're not at december 15th you're very close so it's coming out pretty soon very close very close yeah that's one that title breaks my brain yeah collection of saga final fantasy legend it's like none of those are the 
are the actual like an actual name of a thing? <laughs> collection of saga final fantasy legend it's like well all right <laughs> so yeah. yeah i mean you might already know this ian so saga is saga is a different yeah is is the name of the franchise that came about later on but when they originally released them in the u.s they were just like riding the fa- final fantasy coattails so the first three saga games i think yeah. were billed as final fantasy legend oh. and it wasn't until the console games started coming out that they renamed it to the series to saga huh so they're trying the best of Works both for worlds. Comic books, yeah, I guess. it's the best of both worlds there. <laughs> you know, if only Kingdom Hearts had stories about practical reasons why they were named the way they were, like this was, you know. But it's okay. Moving into September, we get a a a, a, a positive for consumers. The Switch eShop finally allows you started allowing you to cancel pre-orders up to seven days before a game's release. Seriously, you know, this was a problem. Up to seven, wait. So if a game comes, so let's, okay, so let's go Saga. Collection so of Saga if a Final game Fantasy. is within a week, you can't cancel it Yeah, still? so it's not. I think that's because that's because that's when it preloads. Something about, I think maybe. I know they've argued mm. preloading to get out of it in Europe about the cancellation stuff. But yeah, okay. December 15th, it was a collection of Saga, Final Fantasy Legends coming out. You have until December 8th to cancel your pre-order if you pre-ordered it. Otherwise, that is going on your credit card or PayPal account. That's that feels, Tamari. That feels like not. It feels like a bad half step. It's yeah. And when I said positive, you haven't I, gotten yeah. there. Yet. You being, have not like, gotten there yet. I'm exactly. Sorry. I'm being very facetious here, where it's like that. That's this is dumb. It should. It, not only should you be able to return it up to the point of purchase, it should just be like Steam, where they have an internal metric about how long a game is, and if you played over a certain percent, uh, uh-uh, you're past the point of a refund. You played more than two hours. You can't get a refund on this game. Should it should be that? It should be up until past when you're actually playing it. Like this game is yeah. not for me. Give me a refund, man. This is like I would false advertiser, whatever you think you want to call it. Like I think that's I think that's fair. Because because like reviews aren't eShop game. Yeah. Very often the reviews aren't out within seven days a lot of the right. time. So it's like especially yeah. for something like Crystal Chronicles Remastered, right? Or like, hey, I I don't know why I wouldn't be into that. And then the reviews come out and you find out like, hey, yeah. this thing is busted and stupid. Exactly. And then, <laughs> you know, like, oh, I got to cancel my pre-order. Oh, too bad. Too late. Yeah. Mm, weird. Yeah, I, I agree. With not how good. the system works, it's kind of like needs to be that way until things change at least. But yeah. By the way, as a heads up, September ended up being pretty much like the past few Septembers of Nintendo. Lots of big announcements. Lots of big things happen in September. In fact, for this year, September was pretty much their E3 month. Uh, all the big announcements happened in September, starting with the final piece of our Nintendo Direct trilogy here about the different directions they've gone with. They've gone with, you know, just individual trailers released, partner mini directs, and now you get the Super Mario 35th Anniversary Direct. A direct specifically for this announcement, which included the long final confirmation of the long rumored Super Mario 3D All Stars, including Super Mario 64, Super Mario Sunshine, only Super Mario Galaxy, no Galaxy 2. Nintendo doesn't it doesn't exist to Nintendo. Uh, we got the <laughs> announcement of Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury coming out next year, an enhanced port of the Wii U game, Mario Kart Live Home Circuit, a physical toy that. Ian did a really awesome, easy update about mm-hmm. that you should check Tanks. out. Yeah. 
It's it's pretty fun for a couple hours. Super Mario 35, Nintendo's Battle Royale for classic Super Mario Brothers, which I, I played that like one day. I played it for yeah, one match. Fun for a couple hours. <laughs> I played it for one match and it penalized me for taking shortcuts and I was like, I'm out. You're not rewarding me for doing shortcuts? <laughs> Goodbye, game. I'm going to penalize you for taking shortcuts. In World 1-2, I went up to the top, like breaking the bricks like you do, and run across the top. I got and my yeah. and my time kept ticking down, and I didn't get any. You kill enemies, like boost your time. There was nothing to boost my time up there, so I lost a lot of time up there. So even though I went faster, I lost too much time by not gaining well, you're time just, and stuff. You're playing a different game. Now, I know. Right? Well, I was not, very disappointed in that. Is about. I was very disappointed in that. I know. I'm just being <laughs> stupid there. Uh, Super Mario All Stars came out for SNES Online catalog. Uh, free edition there and finally game and watch super mario brothers all of that announced in this big massive mario 35th anniversary direct and yes that's a lot there uh, that, that, that that's that's pretty much like the big event of the year i think for them was this this was supposed to be their big blowout probably early in the year and wow a lot of stuff um yeah you already talked about the mario kart uh live home circuit in um but yeah in and blood any of those other things have you been able to you tried you talked about 35th super mario 35 as well but any of the other ones you've played that you have any uh, in particular feelings about i know we've covered some of this well, stuff it, already it's, it's funny because much much was made and i agree that the um all-stars three pack was a little overpriced um probably and um just reiterating that nintendo <laughs> bastard magic that they have where it's like <laughs> even i was like yeah 60 seems a little too too much for this and then in like a fugue state my thumbs just went and bought it anyway um and i've played it for like maybe an hour you know it's just like oh <laughs> what have i yeah. done that yeah that thing did crazy sales yeah but the you know potentially part of the reasoning there is this craziness of it it's going away. Yep, there we go. Yeah, the so end weird. of March. Yep. Let's, you won't be able to buy this uh, digital game. Like, why? What? Very it's weird. It's Disney dumb. Vault garbage. It's just like false scarcity. They have. So I love it. People will rightly point out that Nintendo has done this before. This isn't a new practice with limited releases. The difference is those limited releases were almost all exclusively physical releases. Yeah. This makes I sense. don't under. I would not mind if physical releases of this game ceased right. on the date they said. But removing it from being able to purchase digitally is the inexplicable action here. The the uh, the you know the indefensible action here. So they uh, Nintendo deserves a lot of criticism for that type of move. I think and rightfully so. Yeah. Yeah. Unless we're getting some kind of crazy subscription service on April fifteenth or something. Yeah. 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 I feel like communication would have helped more. And I understand Nintendo likes to be secretive about plans, but heck even just saying like at that point those games will become individually will be sold individually without the bonus right. features or something it's like they do that the with 29 like 29.99 each right. <laughs> probably probably i don't know uh yeah i mean i've got hey, over my we can invert camera now though yeah we got some updates they finally fixed very happy they fixed super mario 64 they had a gamecube controller support to sunshine it's like okay that is actually even bigger yeah we're starting to get to where you should have been at launch but you know this is nintendo just like we talked about with animal crossing you know slow and steady they get they'll maybe get there at some point we'll have to see did you guys did you guys talk about on the podcast that that scientific research about why people invert video game controls did you see uh that? we mentioned it yep 
I saw the headline. I didn't really look into it too much, but I, I just assume that it confirmed that you're crazy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, it's, it's more about, um, yeah, it, it's more about, it's kind of like became like a launching pad. Like there was just like some Twitter thing that went back and forth and people found it fascinating. And so like now they're like, it's become the, like the impetus to start this study and like figure out oh, how, okay. Mm. different people's like cognition and perception uh works interesting more research is needed more research needed. always no more research is needed um tendo probably can afford more research than anything they want after they announced that their stock value hit the highest it had ever hit in the 12 it hit a 12 year high and mm, yeah. it nearly matched the high level it hit back during the we ds era like the, 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 the pinnacle of that point where we was like, like a phenomenon sold out for years. It's back to nearly yeah. those levels. That is how well this is the, this one line I think illustrates how well Nintendo has done this year is that their investors are very happy with the performance of the game of their, their games and their hardware. So they are definitely doing extremely well. And they've done it with like uh, three or four, not even new first party titles yeah like, I, I, we haven't gone over all the releases yet it's basically animal crossing the biggest one is it. like an, animal crossing so far has been the biggest one that would have impacted that and it is and yeah. it's a large reason animal crossing is their biggest game of yeah. the year by far oh for sure yeah, yeah. uh so for all those mario wow. announcements uh nintendo's like you know what we have, a, we have some other series besides mario uh we have something called the legend of zelda and near the uh, middle of the month, they also announced something called Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. Uh, next installment of the Warrior series, except it's going to serve as a game that takes place 100 years before the events of Breath of the Wild. Uh, Nintendo treating it and acting like it's going to be an official part of the, the Breath of the Wild storyline and canon. Um, and, you know, looks everything like Breath of the Wild. You're going to play as the champions, everything like that. So came out of nowhere. Big surprise. I thought, I thought we were getting Breath of the Wild 2. You know, I saw the announcement, like, here we go, baby, Breath of the Wild 2. <laughs> and uh, that bait and switch, I was like, oh, 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 yeah. Which I'm expect. by the way, I'm exp- calling it now, I'm expecting another bait and switch on the Game Awards uh, this week. Yeah, if you're watching this early, it'll be to- probably tomorrow. Ooh, yeah. If you're watching this after, you'll probably be able to say if I was right or wrong by now. Uh, they're going to pull a bait and switch. They're going to show off something that looks like the Breath of the Wild 2 trailer, but it's just DLC for Higher Warriors Age of Calamity. Don't worry. And I'm going to be, <laughs> be very upset about Seems that. Seems a little soon for DLC, but who knows? Yeah. Or well, it could be we really. could have like a bridge chapter, right? Something like oh, yeah. we had There's underground the... for a bit. Yeah, we'll have to see what they have planned. By the way, if you watch the most recent episode of Friend Code, we do talk a lot about what we think the DLC might be with some evidence to back it up. Should go oh. check that out as well. Uh, uh, it's going to be one hell of a Game Awards with Silent Hill yeah. and... <laughs> and the switch and pro just shadow up. dropping switch we're pro shadow, shadow dropping shadow drop hardware uh, Keely gonna pull it out metal gear solid game yeah uh, cyberpunk on switch you know yeah, yeah remember everything. yeah the, the hint was cd project red said they wouldn't rule it out yet back in the beginning of the year they actually said that they're not ruling it out <laughs> they'll stream to it or yeah. something though i mean we're almost to that point uh that covered uh grasshopper um announced that no more heroes 3 would be officially delayed to 2021 due to covid grasshopper manufacturer please oh sorry grasshopper manufacturer thank you suda 51 i love that's like my favorite company name it's a great logo yeah. too 
Great. I love it's it. a really yeah, cool logo. It. Very, very regal, I think. No More Heroes 3 would be delayed to 2021 due to COVID-19's impact on the game's development. People have been, like, it'd been announced as a 2020 title. People were like, where is it? Where is it? We're getting all these big game announcements, and we got these partner showcases. Is it going to happen? And like, uh, it's not happening this year. We're sorry. Um, a funny a footnote here. Uh, Nintendo had a, a corporate management policy briefing, which people didn't really expect anything to come out of it. But one of their slides, Nintendo made its first official public reference to next-gen hardware. In one of its flow charts, it pointed switch oh, yes, forward for software and it said next gen hardware. And people were like, here we go. It's, no, just, <laughs> just wanted switch pro, switch pro, switch two. Here we go. Uh, but switch four, they're switch just four. Skip. They should call it switch four, switch for all, switch for all. Uh, oh. Company might check now, Nintendo. But in more important news, uh, the NES, NES online catalog update for the month Donkey Kong Country 2, Mario Super Picross. The Peacekeepers and Scat for NES. First three for SNES, last one for NES. But Donkey Kong Country 2, man. Both those mm-hmm. games, one we replayed them, full, like fully completed them. Love it. Had a great time. Beautiful. Uh, I jumped into the Mario Super Picross because that had never been released here. That was Japanese. And it's very Japanese. It's hilariously Japanese because the first few things that you're solving, you're just like, you're just spelling out like the title of the game, but it's all in katakana. So nobody is playing this, you know, like unless you've studied a little bit, has <laughs> any idea what the crap they're doing. Well, what are you talking about this blood? I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> sure. And then, uh, and then, yeah. And then you have like, there's this Wario side of the game too, with like the puzzles are just kind of like, uh, like light trolls and like almost like pick, pictorial satire of, of puzzle games it's it's weird uh, i need to put more time into it yes i but the thing is is like picross is my 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 airplane game and i haven't been on airplanes so what the crap can't do anything i'm not going oh hopefully it's not going anywhere we you know, never know right. nintendo well then maybe it's uh, hopefully this will be there for you when you get back on a plane uh we also another partner direct where Monster Hunter Rise was announced. This rumored Monster Hunter game for Switch everyone's been talking about. We got Monster Hunter Rise coming to Switch. Also, Monster Hunter Stories 2 has a subtitle I forgot. Also announced for Switch, but also apparently coming. Apparently, both are coming to other platforms. Monster Hunter Rise apparently is coming to PC later. Um, Monster Hunter Stories kind of platforms. That was part of... We're not going to really cover it any more than what I'm going to say here. There was a massive Capcom leak this year, and that was in there. Uh, So apparently, it's coming to PC, but whatever. You know, if they're not going to be synced up at some point, you know, might as well play on Switch. So you get the at least like that is it still might not happen. Yeah, it, it, right. you know, maybe the plans change. You never know. But anyway, yeah. at the moment, Monster Rise is coming March 26, 2021 to the Switch and uh, summer for Monster Hunter Stories 2. Big games, you know, those, those yeah. that'd be massive games. And uh, uh, yeah, we're starting to fill out in the beginning of next year with some releases here. The Monster Hunter exciting. Division is just killing it. So uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, more power to them this is going to drive switch sales to the roof next year. So even the animal crossing this year and you have monster and arise next year. So they're going to keep that, 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 that money train going for sure. Uh, yeah. There's even rumors. This like where switch pro comes back. People think there's going to be switch pro perfect. Mm-hmm. Optimal timing is to come around out around monster hunter rise. So I'd keep my is... eye on that. And I, I'm, <laughs> I'm curious too, how hungry Japan is for monster hunter right now, because you know, like I'm sure there's a lot of dedicated players that are are playing on console, but you know, 
the, yeah. the portable, portable market is so much bigger yes. and yeah. and they haven't had anything really to go on for quite a while that that was the the pro thing um excuse me uh was definitely one of my first thoughts because the the thing i think about when i think about a monster hunter game especially since world and stuff is like performance is really important in these games and load times and all that kind of stuff and so the thought of rise if it's going to be comparable to world in in many ways like will that run well on a switch i don't know so mm. a pro would be nice yeah. for a monster hunter for sure, for sure. And, and and yeah bloody made a good point too because the portable scene you know monster Hunter has such a strong history there especially in, in, in japan but also the fact that monster Hunter, uh monster Hunter world is uh, you know even with uh uh oh gosh what's the expansion's name ice iceborne iceborne his iceborne i don't know why i was thought that was something else anyway they're they're wrapped up like all their made the major content updates are done for that so yeah in a few months monster Hunter, uh, enthusiasts could be hey where's my you know where's the next one i'm waiting for it i'm ready to go so look forward to that one that's a big deal and uh somber a little bit of a, a bittersweet somber ending to september nintendo officially announced the end of production of the 3ds family of systems so no more 3ds's are being made anymore so whatever that's, is that's out it. there there's no more anything that's being made except switch that's true yeah that's it Here and it. the switch pro yeah they've been making it in secret yeah we gotta got get one we gotta get that exclusive. but i think that's significant because like nintendo has usually yes. you know yes had multiple platforms yes. running you know whether it be crossovers of consoles and and handhelds but no, that's mobile it. technically but <laughs> they're not producing mobile as a I know. hardware I yeah know. yeah yeah but the- although that'd be interesting to see a nintendo branded phone <laughs> Hey, it was rumored at one point. What random thing would be missing out of that? It was, I remember. That would be like the yeah, worst, it, you know, their history. No, that would not. I mean, I'd want to see like, it. wouldn't have a camera. I want to see something. it just for the, like, be like, what the hell? What's wrong with it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, that would be amazing. All right, we're almost done. We're wrapping up here. Last quarter of the year, October. Starting off with a big October 1st, another Smash Brothers announcement. Next fighter, Steve and Alex from Minecraft. Joining as the second fighter for the Fighter Pass Volume Two, broke the internet that day, and it was actually broken really for that day. Yeah, could yeah. not handle it. Uh, mass. That's that. That is huge, huge announcement for the reach of Smash Brothers. Already a massive game, one of their best-selling games. Uh, now without reach of Minecraft, that's just insane to see where they're going with these fighters now. This is something they said you should tune in for. You should be, re- let's, let's give you yeah. a heads up. That was appropriately expectations were set for this one. But yeah, uh, I had only jumped in long enough to just kind of understand the move set for something else that we were recording. Uh, but it, it is, it is cool and creative and seeing them continue to bring characters in um and find new things that they can do with them rather than just like you know this is, this is just a sword wielding guy you know we'll just right. change the sword for a pickaxe I'm like no they're go- they're gonna rework every level for this character that yeah. was what blew my yeah. mind that they had to go back through and like change the code on every stage so that it worked with this crazy ass character design it's just like wow that's pretty awesome very impressive and 
does not, I mean, so much credit for preserving, as we said, like how they, Sakurai said, we don't want to bend games. These games are adding to the will of Smash Brothers. We want to bend Smash Brothers to the like rules of these other games. And that was like the leading philosophy. Philosophy was never more apparent than in them bringing Minecraft into the game. And that's just like, even if you're not into it, just to see it realized was pretty, as I said, impressive. Uh, so we got another update on Super Nintendo World in Japan. They announced it was going to be set to open in spring of 2021, but starting October 16th, the Mario Cafe and store would be open for people who wanted to come check it out in limited, uh, limited capacity. So ready, they're getting ready. Like, hey, we, we were ready to start moving things along over here and stuff. And uh, yeah, as we'll see that there would be one more update to that. But man, the more, I'll just jump ahead. We finally found out later in, in uh, earlier recently that February 4th, will be the official opening date for Super Nintendo World in Japan. We got an announcement trailer. We got to see all the, some of the stuff, like, you know, the, the walk up to Bowser statue, the Yoshi's Adventure ride, kind of like like a little bit moving. This, like how, I think, was it you, Blood, who said, like, it looks like a, like how they nailed the look of a video game in points of it, like the suspension of disbelief while you're in there. I think that might have been Huber. Or Huber, yeah. Yeah. The pictures are really cool. Like it looks just like it. I just can't wait to go to it. Uh, it's like, yeah, nah, nah, like I need to live. I need that vaccine to be alive so I can go check this out once, please. <laughs> I have been really fe- fearful of mortality lately. I'm just like, I gotta live. I gotta, I gotta make it through this. I got too much stuff to do. Yeah, it's a yeah, not a fun thought. But it's also the. I, I mean, because you can't see everything even through what they show you. Like the AR, the Mario hat with the AR glasses. You can't see that. Like you have to experience that. I mean, they could do some CG yeah. mock-up, but it's still not even going to be the same thing. I I really want to check that out. Um, I think I've been... been I remember I... Go ahead. It, well, in, in my history of bizarre fights, not fights, but strange discussions I've had with Don, I got into one where he, there was a... Someone took a cell phone video months ago of the of the park in Japan and it had a coin on a stick on top of the little, you know, hill spinning or, and the coin was spinning around. And I was like, Oh, cool that they have the little models of the coins on the sticks so that they're automated, you know, animatronics, whatever. And he goes, well, no, that's AR. And I'm like, what? And he goes, that's AR. And I was like, no, it's not. You can see the pole that's holding it up. And he's like, and he's like no, they put that into the AR oh to make my. it more well, convincing. I'm like, doesn't oh that make gosh. it less convincing? Now you what have to film when you both can about? go there and you have to settle it. In a, in a, <laughs> yeah, and I'll be like, ha. Ah. And I'm also like, I was also like, some dude doesn't have their AR app on his phone yet. Like, what do you? You should, oh, just, you should spoof it and you should go there and have make it so it looks like Don won the bet. And yeah. you're just like, What? This is not real. And you walk next door and it's a pizza flipping store where they're making. (laughs) (laughs) And you just say like, F it, I'm out of here. (laughs) (laughs) And you wake up like, okay, thank goodness. Uh, We also got the announcement in in October that Fire Emblem Shadow Dragon and the Blade of Light would be coming uh, December 4th. Yeah. The first official English port of the NES version of this game outside of Japan. We already got a remake of it for the DS uh, many, many years ago, back when we were at game trailers that came out. And uh, yeah, this is a small little thing, you know, just, you know, giving people a chance to experience the original uh, in an official capacity. For a limited time only. <laughs> yeah, here we go again. 
<laughs> and I, th this is even more bizarre to me because this is such a like why else like why would you go through the effort the amount of effort to translate a game like fire emblem right like i know there's less text on the nes but good grief yeah. and then say it'll be gone at the end of march <sighs> that one i i feel i don't know i mean the timing of March makes me think it's because of, you know, financial reports. We I already speculated right. back in an old the past episode friend code, but it doesn't make it doesn't make a lot of sense. Well honestly. the fact that both this and Mario don't get the same amount of time in the sun, they both end in March, right? Yeah. So it's it's like, yeah, is there are they activating some other kind of model in March where these games become part of a subscription thing or like what's going on or are they just crazy weirdos never know never know it's pretty cheap though right it's what's it's the like price yeah yeah 599 i think um we also got the final partner showcase of the year uh a lot of stuff was talked about here i think uh we got uh Bravely default 2 officially delayed to february 26th of next year uh they apologize for that you know people are expecting it to hit this year uh, no More Heroes 3, which had already been delayed. We got an update on that, where they announced that both 1 and 2, No More Heroes 1 and 2, were coming to Switch uh, immediately. Right. Uh, we also got the announcement of cloud versions of Control and Hitman 3. Uh, and Yeah, Nintendo, those are crazy. Yeah, Nintendo announced a new structure for their cloud games, indicating that likely more are coming in the future, that you could try it out for a little while for free, and then it's going to prompt you to go ahead and buy the game. And, uh, you know, having, we talked about a little bit, having tried it out, you know, in the performance mode, basically it works pretty decently. If you have a decent internet connection, I was pretty impressed with, uh, being able to play it. Seems like a better yeah. direction to go than just trying to do a straight port. Yeah. Um, yeah. they have been doing this in Japan here and there, uh, for some time, but it's the first time, these are the first games that we've seen roll out, uh, in the U S and, yeah, I think it's interesting. I think it's probably one of the better, you know, arguments for uh, cloud gaming. I think this and demos. Demos is the other one. It's like, yeah, dude, just g give me that. Give me them hot demos. I'll stream that. Oh yeah, need more demos. Uh, yeah, there's also been like people think that Resident Evil Three is coming to the service because people found a reference to it in uh, one of the files that points to an eShop, which makes sense if it's going to be the cloud version actually right so i wouldn't be too surprised by that but i yeah because resident evil 7 was in japan yep so it was uh, the first uh, first uh, one of these if i recall and yeah. there's one other game uh, assassin's creed right assassin's yeah. creed yeah. Yeah. assassin's creed was uh, it origins was either odyssey or origins one of the odyssey two. or origins yeah, i don't yeah. remember but i expect this is also not just only i feel like this might just be a solution they're going for because if they do do switch pro there might be some games that come physically out on switch pro that might not be able to run on the normal switch vanilla and so a cloud mm. version will be your alternative for maybe that got it or something like that or maybe and also it's just like a way for even if the switch pro is not powerful enough some of these ps5 xbox series x high-end games like oh just put a cloud version on switch you're good you know you don't have to worry about yeah. this like high-end high port effort to, to bring it to there so cyberpunk will probably be coming to switch at some point through a cloud version it's true it's on stadia yeah don't worry it's, it's gonna come mm -hmm. in the near future watch all right moving into november so remember we started at 52 million for the the switch uh lifetime sales in november we find out that switch has officially hit 68 million units 
Uh, so it's going wow. to be 16 million units in just nine months, officially surpassing the lifetime sales of the Nintendo Entertainment System. So on its big boy, it's, yeah, on its historic chart, uh, going up and up and up. It's uh, now it's approaching some of the yeah. Now it's going after the biggest ones. So it's now got a, a, a long trek to to surpass on the, the the you know the Wii, the DS, the PlayStation Two, the PlayStation Four. Uh, they, it's got some way, a little bit of a ways to go for those. But with its momentum, it's not without it's not out of the realm of possibility that it could do it. You know, by the end of all of this. So we'll have to see. Also, in sales data, uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses became the best-selling game in the series as well. Uh, oh, yeah, past past Awakening, yep. So very, very good to hear about that. So expect more Fire Emblem, lots more Fire Emblem as it keeps doing well. Um, Blood, you might be able to speak to this the most since I have very little experience, but I appreciate what this game did. We got a sequel to a cult favorite. Neo, The World Ends With You was announced for summer of 2021. I understand it's a multi-platform release, not Nintendo exclusive, but the original originated on the Nintendo DS. was a very unique yeah. style of game. So seeing, you know, that game, that series getting another chance, you know, uh, imagine that makes you feel pretty good. Well, that series becoming a series. Yeah, that too. <laughs> uh, well, and, that, and then as you mentioned, like the DS, you know, control scheme was very tailored around that hardware. Uh, there is a Switch version, which, you know, people debate whether you should even go that route or not, you know, uh, because it was, you know, originally designed with the stylus and the D-pad being used at the same time. And so it doesn't quite feel the same on Switch, but this new game is being made from the ground up for Switch. And so it's going to be its own beast and uh, it's going to be 3d rather than 2d sprites and it's just yeah it's gonna be very curious how they choose to go about continuing this and what elements feel like they translate into this new gameplay style yeah it's probably gonna be the the one i jump into the series with too when it finally comes out though i'm not entirely sure what platform i'm probably gonna play it on but the initial trailer doesn't look too graphically intense so i don't know if i'd be getting much of a benefit from playing it on a ps4 slash ps5 like you know backwards compatible versus just being able to play it on the go on the switch so i'm kind of leaning towards getting it on the switch when it finally comes out and checking that checking out that and world ends with you what's going on with that this one i put on here because i think it's indicative of potentially another direction change with software releases especially for switch uh and, and, and potentially an impact of COVID 19 uh there was a bunch of brouhaha over doom eternal people thinking it was getting canceled originally because it was being delisted from shop pages uh, on major right. uh, websites. Uh, but then they confirmed that it was just going digital only. There wouldn't be a physical release of that. And I think that's mostly a byproduct of COVID-19 that you're seeing digital sales surge. You're seeing buying habits and trends shift, like being pushed ahead of schedule towards that inevitable conclusion that majority of sales will eventually be digital. It's already here now. Like I think Animal Crossing was like uh, about 50% of sales were digital in like its first month. And they were saying that they were seeing that trend continue, though they attributed it to COVID-19 and they'd have to reevaluate once things return back to normal. So I, I think that you might see this, you know, there might be some other reasons. Maybe it's cost of manufacturing. They, they, the profit margins were just a little too thin to hit that they decided. Yeah, to- Switch in particular is high manufacturing costs. So. Yeah. So that's that's yeah. that's part of it, but I also think COVID did impact it a little bit. Said, "Hey, 
it'll still sell well digitally. It's just throw it digital only, you know, save some money on production costs. Pokemon, the, the Pokemon company announced that they have very special plans for the 25th anniversary of Pokemon in 2021. So okay. we're going to have some Pokemon stuff next year. Big Pokemon very stuff. special. Very special. They have a new logo. They will that be it. when Snap comes out? Yeah, Pokemon Snap. Yeah, it will for sure. Yeah. More good sales news. Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity has already become the best-selling entry in the Warriors series. This is before we even hit wow. December. It's first week. Wow. Three million shipped. No previous Warrior series has even come near that number. And it's still going. So the power of Breath of the Wild. Of yeah. Of the Wild. Holy cow. <laughs> yeah. Was it Dynasty Warriors up to like 15 or something? <laughs> no, it's probably not that quite oh. quite that high, but it's high. It's definitely. And like all of the Orochi and Samurai Warriors and Yeah, maybe they meant in its launch a week or something, but how it's going, it's gonna blow away. Sure. It's gonna easily blow away anything on there. Uh, we already covered Mario Maker being removed news, we already covered the Super Nintendo World, oh finally opening. Um, and we already covered the Smash Brothers stuff uh with Nintendo is issuing a cease and desist. And finally, uh oh, the last thing that happened, this is related to Nintendo missteps. I didn't give you the final last one they did. We started off this conversation dealing with like Nintendo maybe not doing the best of community outreach. The beginning of this month, re- sorry, not beginning of this, this week. Uh, just recently, just Nintendo announced that they're canceling their Splatoon 2 North American Open. Uh, it's, uh, they're in the final, uh, they're going to lead into the finals because of unexpected executional challenges. But the oh. community is going well, to point out that the real reason for this is because the players who are in the tournament were changing their in-game names to things that re- were supporting the Super Smash Brothers community, like terms like free melee and stuff like that. And Nintendo uh, apparently didn't <laughs> want that going on. And so apparently they shut down the tournament. So that is where this wow. tale ends Jeez. at the moment for, for this right now. That is how we close out our, our news re- year in review for the Nintendo saga 2020. Um, there were, I don't know if there's anything we didn't talk about that you want to talk about. I will say there were some releases we didn't hit. Uh, January 17th is Tokyo Mirage Sessions uh, F- oh, sure. uh, yeah. uh, Sharp FE Encore. I need to really play that game. I own both versions. I still have not played it. I feel uh-huh. really bad about that. Uh, February 13th, Fire Emblem 3 S's Cinder Shadows DLC came out. Uh, did a whole mm. episode of Friend Code on that. Uh, it was okay DLC, I thought. I don't know if you got to play it at all, Ian. or I played a decent amount of it. I didn't finish the story of it. Yeah, the, um, yeah. The Ashen Wolves and a hidden fourth school. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Pokemon Home also launched that day as well. Man, I haven't even touched Pokemon Home. I don't want to touch it all. It's got. I looked at the details on it. I'm like, it's still even the infographics make it look so ridiculous. I'm like, okay, which way you can transfer Pokemon? There's paid levels. I'm like, okay, this is this is not for me. This is clearly <laughs> not uh, my wheelhouse. March six, Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Rescue Team DX came out. Um, I played one of those for review back at game trailers, like mystery of time or something. Uh, right. Just simple dungeon crawler game. The big one for me was May, May 29th, Xenoblade Chronicles definitive edition plus future connected like Xenoblade mm. Chronicles, the original getting it's due. Finally, a lot of people getting to experience it for the first time. Uh, really had a great time revisiting that. And uh, 
made me remember why I like that game so much more than the the sequel, Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Uh, does a lot of things right. Interesting direction they went with Future Connected for that extra content. Ultimately, it was pretty non-consequential, but fun. Okay. The idea, like gameplay, I'm talking story-wise. Story-wise, it's kind of non-consequential. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Did either of you try out Clubhouse Games 51 Worldwide Classics yes. in June? Yeah. That was, yeah. that was one of the ones I, I wrote down a few switch games and I, Ooh, I liked it a lot yeah it's good I'm, i haven't tried it out it seems like yeah, i mean it is it, it is what it is it's, okay. it's 51 classic tabletop games probably half of which you'll play a lot of and then the other ones are you're like all right <laughs> <laughs> all right um but i mean it it's pretty cool uh i, I really liked liked it <laughs> And I, I jump into it here and there just to like play. Has does this that, that, online you know? or is it only local? I forget. Yeah, it has online, yeah, and that's it's good. it's okay. kind of nice. What's a really nice thing about it is that, um, like, I have the full game. If I wanted to play with someone else, um, they can just download a free um, demo, basically. But then they can play with me full features hmm. um i'm like they're kind of just like that's additional to my game you know that's which is I like nice that. Yeah, so I, like, I, like I could that. play with, with sophia and stuff and yeah she didn't have to buy it we also uh the two pokemon dlcs came out this year uh june was a uh, isle of armor and uh more recently in october was the crown tundra I didn't touch either of those. I, I, I had long quit that game. Yeah. I enjoyed my time playing the original, the mainline, the base game. I just didn't really feel a need for DLC, honestly. For Man, sure. I couldn't get through it. I got tired of it. <laughs> any of you put any time into uh, Ninjala? That came out in June for, no. for Switch. The, That's yeah. free to play, right? Yeah, the free to play game. They kept boasting about getting lots of users at first, but I don't know where it sits mm. right now. It kind of has fallen off. Sure. That's a like kind of splatoon like yeah yeah yeah. like bubblegum ninjas Mm -hmm. yeah i played it back at e3 but yeah i haven't played the full game seeing a lot of that i think the only one uh it was kirby fighters 2 came out in the end of september just kind of came out of nowhere uh yeah that one's random yeah didn't really didn't didn't really touch it and then uh as i said uh i still gotta put some time into fire emblem shadow dragon the blade of light but yeah i think that's that does it for 2020 um I yeah. The only other ones I had yeah. written down, and some of these are multi-platform, but I sure, played them ahead. on Switch. Yeah. Um, Paradise Killer, Deadly mm. Premonition One and Two. Don't yeah. Deadly yeah. Premonition Two. I forgot about that. Is oh my god. Deadly Premonition Two, baby. Yeah. That is, yep. Yep. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, you wrote oh, down I mean, Family Feud. <laughs> family Feud, man. Family <laughs> Feud. I haven't laughed that hard in a long oh. time. And then uh, Hades, I, I've played Hades on my is Switch. A big one. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, I haven't I've played it on PC. I need to play that. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. I have some really quick patron questions here. Just three. Really quick. Uh, Snivy Link asks, all right, time for bets. When will Metroid Prime 4 be revealed? Exact dates, please. Go. Revealed? Revealed. Just revealed. Like, when we actually Re-revealed. See it. Like, yeah, seeing it next. Gameplay reveal? Yeah, sure. Or a CG. Anything. Anything next time it's shown off. Either Game Awards or uh, March. All right. 22nd. All right. 2021. Blowers. You got anything? Mm. Both of those are way too soon, probably. (laughs) 
It's funny. It's like I want to look at a calendar just because, like, I don't want to like yeah. throw out a date yeah. that's actually like a weekend or something. Yeah, hey. I, I definitely was like, <laughs> Nintendo's unpredictable pattern. I think any day is okay. Right. Uh, let's say August nineteenth. Woo, going for the later wow. one there. All right. I mean, as I said, September was their big month this year, so there that's going to be the new norm. I mean, maybe closer to it. You never know. All right. Uh, I'm, I did open my Windows calendar here because I want to pick a Thursday. I'm picking April 15th, 2021. That's a Thursday. Mm. Tax day. Calling it right there. Yep. Samus is coming. The, the bill is due. <laughs> <laughs> the bill is due. Coming to collect. Next, Ken Relay uh, asks, love and respect. So when do you all think we will see the next game from Monolith Soft? Any hope for this year, if only a tease? If not, when do you think we see the next game or games from them? So kind of a similar question, but for Monolith Soft. I, that I remind can me what they Xenoblade. do. Uh, yeah. When do you think oh, we're yeah, going to okay. see that? Uh, I mean, obviously, technically you could say Breath of the Wild sequel, but I think they mean a brand new game. You know? Yeah, yeah. I, I actually, that one I really, I could envision seeing at Game Awards. Um, yeah. Because I, I, they are ridiculously fast at making their games. <laughs> so, um, I, and I don't think that they had that big of their team, that much of their team working on uh, the remake. I could be wrong, but. All right. I'll say Game Awards or March 26th. All right. Which is a Friday. <laughs> I don't think the Game Awards. I think it's too soon. But uh, you you pick those dates. I'm going to pick the same date because I'm going to call April 15th as a big direct date. I want to say it's going to be one of the two major directs. It's going to be April 15th. You're going to birth a rumor here. Yeah, I'm just making stuff up here. (laughs) This is not real. Uh, Whatever. Then I'll pick another date. I don't want to do this. Uh, May 21st. There you go. May 21st. That's when you'll hear about the next Smallest Self Project. All right. Our final question comes from Zach. Hey, everyone. I got a Nintendo Switch, the Animal Crossing styled one, no less, on March 13th, 2020. It was the last thing I bought before I went into full lockdown at my tiny little house in New York. And I didn't play it very much. Normally, I'm someone who plays handheld systems on the train, but in full lockdown, I didn't really get a chance. I didn't really get that chance. However, even though it's still dangerous, Duty calls, and I have been riding the subway for about two hours a day, six days a week, for a day-to-day job that I couldn't pass up. I devoured Spyro the Dragon in Resident Evil 4, and I'm looking forward to taking on Bioshock, Borderlands, Doom 3, No More Heroes, and a ton of others, nearly all of which are ports of games I've already played over the years on my television. My question is, what are some Switch ports you want to see in the future? We're talking Switch here. Not the imaginary Switch Pro, which de- effectively doesn't exist yet. So games that could conceivably run on Switch with varying degrees of compromise or even enhancement. I'd love to play games like GTA 4 or 5, the PS3 era Call of Duty games, Fallout 3, New Vegas, and the Dead Island games while riding on the A-Train. I will also throw in there, don't forget cloud gaming. My little loophole that right. Do they say platforms for that Mass Effect trilogy? Because that would be a good one. Oh, I I hadn't even thought of that. Don't yeah. know, but I can look it up. Legendary Edition Mass Effect Legendary Edition. 
is, according to their own site, EA. Uh, I don't see logos for it, so keep go ahead and start answering, and I'll uh, I'll, I'll look it up. Well, Dark Souls Remastered is on there, so uh, do like, the other ones. Do the other ones, <laughs> and hell, throw Bloodborne on there while you're at it. Get the license from Sony. <laughs> <laughs> Easy peasy. Sekiro and Sekiro, maybe yeah. that might not run well, but um, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean the let's let's get a real a real Final Fantasy anthology, you know? Mm. You know, like which ones? And like make sure that they actually look like they should look, and you know, not like you know, garbage phone ports. Uh yeah, I think considering the square tax and, and that they're not gonna like let them go cheaply, I think we should at least get a collection that has one through six um, and then maybe we could get like a second collection that probably costs just as much that has like you know seven through nine although those guys are already on there aren't they oh they say yeah, yeah you already got seven, seven, eight, eight, seven eight, eight remastered you got nine, nine og you got og nine on there yes oh okay. you got yeah. 10 10 2 hd on there you have 12 the zodiac age on there you know yeah so we we need to complete it Complete the Final Fantasies. Whatever's whatever's missing out of those number games, just bring it to Switch. One six. Number six is, games. Oh, what I about know, Final Fantasy Tactics? Yeah, baby. There you go. <laughs> That's my number one on Switch. Put that put that on Switch, and and Parasite Eve, and Dino Crisis. Get Dino Crisis on there. Uh, Check them all. Legendary on Edition there, baby. is only announced for Windows, PlayStation Four, and Xbox One as of now. What's a PlayStation 4? I don't know. I don't know. What's an Xbox One? Where's the S? I don't oh, know what those are. The, I, I got one. X? What do you got, bud? Rare replay, dude. Oh, oh yeah. Microsoft's yeah. all chummy. Rare's good old friends with Nintendo. Lots of actual Nintendo titles in that collection. That, that is a good call, yeah. Ooh. There's not much reason most of those games wouldn't play on that. For sure. So I do. While we're at it, put all the Sonics on there. Oh, they have a <laughs> Sonic... Ages on there or something? I think yeah, they do have, have a few of them. There, yeah. Quite a few of them. Really? I don't know. Like one and two and three? I'm pretty sure, yes. So Not I... one or two or three, but four. Four <laughs> Sonics. Sonic Ages or something? Or Sonic... Well, if it's already on there, then. Switch. Yeah, it's like something on here, right? Uh, Sega Ages, Sonic the Hedgehog is on there. Sorry, so one is on there. And then there's Sonic Mania. So... And then there's Sega yeah. Genesis Classics for Switch as well. Oh. So there's some of the. Well, all right then. Never mind. Yeah. Uh, when you say Final Fantasy Blood uh, 13, it's for 13 trilogy is not on Switch yet. It seems like oh, okay. Obvious. So we've got a we got a gap, and then when we got the MMOs that aren't there. Yeah, the MMOs will never come to, to Switch, but yeah, yeah. the uh, they did 15 Pocket Edition. Um, I would not be surprised to see a cloud version of. Final Fantasy 7 remake come to Switch. Because cloud, cloud. Yeah. yeah. Cloud. <laughs> <laughs> Just to can't resist uh passing up that opportunity. Um, what else was I gonna say? There was one I had in the back of my head that I was just thinking that was gonna be my main one before I thought of that one. But also like guess I think of cloud. But rare replay, real quick to say something about that. Uh, I think it would make really great be a really great ad- addition to the Switch. But Spencer did warn that they wanna pass don't want to pass across a line where Consumers are ask simply just asking, "When's this gonna? When's an Xbox game just gonna simply appear on Switch?" 
They don't want to get mm-hmm. to that point. They want consumers to still be buying stuff on their platforms first and foremost. And then they catch, you know, everyone else in that net of, oh, it also comes to switch later. They don't want people actively thinking that's. Yeah. The rare replays like five, six years yeah. ago. almost. Now. Yeah, I think it's fair old, game yeah. for that one for sure. But um, yeah. Any of the, like the new, like some of the, the newer games that came out this year that I'm thinking of, like, uh, potentially I mean, better N64 emulators than Nintendo has ooh. <laughs> I'd be curious to see what a side by side is from some experts on those because they put a lot of work in emulating those N64 games for that for that collection yeah I mean we joked about cyberpunk you know getting a cloud version of that would be interesting uh, there, yeah there's, there's still a bunch of like Resident Evil games like, or, uh, that aren't on there as well that I think should be should be added to to it you know, whether they're going to be physical releases or if you get into like RE2 remake, RE3 remake, like we talked about RE3 remake probably is already getting a cloud version, but RE7, you know, permanently adding RE7 back on, you know, for outside of Japan. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Assassin's Creed game. Was the, was the um, Castlevania Requiem collection, that wasn't on Switch, right? That was just PlayStation? The one that mm-hmm. has. It's on a few different things. Night. I don't know. The one that's, the one that's got Rondo and uh, Symphony of the Night. Symphony of the Night, it's not, it's, it's not on Switch. Yeah, that could be cool. Hmm. Just putting it's on f- phone, for God's yeah, sake. Put Symphony of the Night on <laughs> Switch, please. Just, just put Symphony. Yeah, uh, well, another thing, too, like, I, you know, I checked out that TurboGrafx-16 Mini earlier this year. It'd be interesting if something like that, that, you know, they're not going to manufacture forever became a digital version eventually. Yeah, I'm not sure what kind of barriers get in the way of that, but it would be cool. Persona Five needs to come to Switch. Atlas made this whole big deal earlier this year about uh, people showing enough support; they won't rule out the possibility of porting Persona Five over. We got Persona Five Royal. Oop, not coming to Switch. Sorry. We know a lot of people want to play it on there, but you know what? Haven't done it yet. So I think that's yeah, that ha- that one needs to happen. Well, and four golden was such a perfect fit for the Vita. So five royal would be so good on Switch. Yeah. yeah. Any of the Yakuza games on Switch? No, that's. Have you seen that so. quote that's been going around? Oh, yeah. You Bay calling Switch, Switch a kitty system? Uh, <laughs> they don't have the final say on where the games come, though. But uh, yeah. I, that was, that was an interesting. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, the man who, who yeah. put Monkey Ball on GameCube. Throwing shade at Nintendo. Uh, uh, <laughs> Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. People are hoping that was going to come. I know Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2. Oh, sure. Uh, Crash Bandicoot 4 um, is definitely one that should come to Switch as well at some point, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, you know. I mean, my, my philosophy is put, it, put everything on Switch. Yeah. Literally everything. everything. Even if it runs hilariously poorly, throw it on the Switch. What could go wrong? What's wrong with it? <laughs> just Just do it. Go for it. Live a little. <laughs> All right. I think that is going to do it for this episode of Friend Code. That is our 2020 year in review. Thank you, uh, both of you, for joining me. Thank you to uh, our $5 patrons uh, for submitting your questions for consideration for episodes of Friend Code. 
if you'd like to submit questions for future episodes, you just gotta be five dollar patron. Also, as a five dollar patron, you're part of our as also as a five dollar patron, you're part of our early access tier, where you get episodes of many some of our shows and podcasts a little bit early before they go public on YouTube. So thank you to all of our patrons who support us. For everyone else watching it on YouTube right now publicly, thank you for just watching your show and showing your support in that way. Uh, we have some shout outs for the month of December 2020. And uh, I'll remind you both, it's been a while. Uh, on Friend Code, I just say the names and at the end, we just say shout out together. No no, no, in cadence or anything like that. Just say no shout cascade. out. Okay. However you want to do it. Um, yeah, no cascade, sorry. And uh, for December, our shout outs are for Elthanis, Greg, the Dark Knight Kettering, Caleb Togi Crawford, Nick, Stephen Thomason, and Jesse Blue, shout out. Shout, shout out. out. Thank you. Big crew this time. Yeah. Love it. Large crew. A large shout out thank crew. You. But yeah, thank you so much for taking me your, so much of your time out today for a little bit of a longer episode, just a little bit around two hour mark here, a little bit on the long end. But we had a lot, I'm surprised, we had a lot to talk about, and I think we got it done in a decent amount of time. And I had a lot of fun. Yeah going down memory lane with both of you not a bit pleasant obviously in 2020 but some some good highlights yeah yeah maybe yeah well year? and the thing Early is with all this stuff year? getting pushed <laughs> i feel like there's gonna be like this flood right like all like nintendo's got all this stuff bunched up and like either 2021 or 2022 it's just gonna be like we can't we can't stop there's just crazy nintendo <laughs> games coming out constantly i like that it was <laughs> like they can't stop yeah uh, every month Man, one, we're sorry can only hope we got too many games you're just gonna have to like it uh video games but yeah we will uh, <laughs> we'll hopefully be back and uh we got the game awards coming up so the next so let me give you a quick update real quick before we oh, yeah. here sorry what bud Oh, what? Oh, sorry. I thought you had something to say. Uh, just one quick note uh, for logistics here. The next episode of Friend Code will actually be a love and respect episode because it's going to be landing the week of uh, Christmas. So we're not going to record a, a regular episode that week. The w- episode after that will be our look at 2021 episode, which is all the stuff Bloodworth is just alluding to might actually be in that episode. So that, that episode might be the ridiculous episode in the end. So we'll have to see. So look, be on the lookout for that. But yeah, thank you all of you. Stay safe. Uh, enjoy your holidays, whatever you will be doing. And until next time, may the way of the hero lead to the Triforce. <laughs>